Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League show. This is episode 36. On tonight's show, we have Jamie with the OBDSFL, Gibbs with Westfa, and Graham with the Southern Sunday run-throughs. Guest this week is Roger from Saha 11, talking about his history uh, in Equator Municipal uh, and plans for the future for the Saha 11. Uh, and then in the uh, predictions part of the show, the fixtures review uh, will go through the OBD, SFL, Westfa and uh, Southern Sunday uh, fixtures for next week and the Quarter Municipal Cup games, two cup games. We won't actually be predicting them, but we will uh, review the games. Uh, first up this week is Jamie. Jamie, sadly, this isn't the first international, uh, internationally recorded uh uh, Silk podcast. We have had American teams on a podcast before, but uh, you are calling in from a different country today. So I guess this is this class is the second international call we've had. Uh, well, must be then, but um, not nothing as exotic or as warm as America, unfortunately for me. You're calling us from from sunny Scotland today. Uh, rainy, windy. <laughs> oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Grey Scotland. Uh, well, it's good to be. It must be good to be uh, north of the border where people can understand the things you say. Yes, it is very much so. <laughs> right, so the senior division, let's get straight into the results from yesterday, Sunday the 8th of uh, May. I nearly forgot where we were there. In the senior, uh, some big results yesterday. Uh, Kamazi winning 2-0 against Rocker Seniors. Um, a big result for Kamazi as they look to... Um, hold off their relegation worries and they did that Jamie with a 2-0 win against Rocker a surprise result uh, but Rocker really um, can't do anything in the league they seem to be having their results taken away from them uh, for various reasons um, so perhaps they've given up the ghost and uh, Kamazi taking advantage of that yesterday maybe yeah Rocker but funny aren't they not really sure what, what they're going to get one week to the next but um yeah, Kamazi, I think that's him all but safe now. Where yeah. like maybe goal difference is probably just worth that extra point to them in this instance with Farnborough with one game left. So it's a massive win for them. So uh that'll be a huge relief, I think, in the Kamazi camp. Yeah, a massive relief for Kamazi going into next season. Uh they'll be they'll be looking forward to their prem their senior division uh reprieval next year. Farmer old boys giving the walkover against folded Blendon yesterday. Uh, as Jamie said, though, I think not enough, not going to be enough for the Farnborough boys. Uh, interesting to see what happens next season. Kenningwell uh, were beaten 6-1 by Lambeth All-Stars last week. Jamie, they managed to close the deficit, but didn't completely reverse the deficit. Uh, a 2-1 win for Lambeth All-Stars this week. Uh, Lambeth basically cementing third place, I want to say. Um, more or less, yeah. Two big wins over Kenningwell, which is... Good for them, um, considering how inconsistent they've been. But it's just uh, the Kenny will just want the season to end, don't they? 
Six, I think so. Um, the Wall played Farmer Old Boys. Farmer Old Boys arranging a fixture. Uh, again, managed him to get a fixture in after the walkover with Blendon uh, was given. The Wall winning 3-1 after their Paul Picard Cup win. Um, the Wall making a great representation of themselves this Sunday against Farnborough with a 3-1 win uh, in a good season for them on the pitch. Uh, in the Prem Division, uh, Hacienda winning 2-1 against ground offers. Hacienda seem to have found their feet again, Jamie, uh, but probably leaving it a little bit too late after a I want to say a month, six week wobble for them. Um, ground uppers, uh, the victims this week. Yeah, I don't know why Hacienda all of a sudden have just started turning it on again, but um, some really good wins recently for them, but and especially ground toppers who are looking at promotion. So, yeah, Hacienda just reminding everybody that they're still around and a force to be reckoned with when they fancy it. Yeah, I don't know if the finishing of um, the Scaffold Leagues and the um, Isthmian League um, gives the ability for some players that perhaps sign up at the beginning of the season and say, oh, we can play. I can play whenever. I'm not suggesting this is the case, but we may see this with a few of the teams if there's a massive upturn in um, results that teams that you sign at the beginning of the season and are very excited about, but they never play, all of a sudden can play um, towards the back end uh, of the season. And perhaps Hacienda, I know, um, they've got some good players there. Perhaps these players have been able to turn out regularly uh, has helped them uh, in the end of the season. But a very good result for them. Well done, boys. Uh, talking about other good results, Beckenham Rovers win 2-1 against MSL yesterday, Jamie. Uh, they're fighting. They're fighting for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll quite like them, actually. And I put this in the result of the week because although Hacienda's win was impressive, this that's them that enough now just to keep themselves above relegation, so it's now all over to South London Panthers, whether or not they can call back the four points on Beckenham or not. Um, so they've done all they can, so it's just a waiting game for them now, but that was an excellent win yesterday. Brilliant result. Well done, boys. Uh, Saha win 4-2 against South London Panthers. Uh, Matt's proud he's going to get South London Panthers to the end of the season. Um, seems to be suggesting that next season isn't, isn't a definite for them, which will be very sad because the way Matt conducts himself is exemplary um, and the way that he um, wants to run his club is absolutely uh, fantastic, but it seems a struggle for them. Uh, reading between the lines on social media, it's a struggle uh, to get a team out for him on a Sunday. Uh, Saha taking full advantage of that with a 4-2 win yesterday. Uh, well done, lads. In Division 1, uh, Kawuya win uh, draw 2 all with Bexley United and that is Kawuya. Uh, safely in the promotion places, Jamie. Uh, a good debut season for them in the OBD SFL. Yeah, when push comes to shove, they've, they've got themselves there at the end of the season. Yep. Um, much to the relief of Cobb Langley, I would imagine. They <laughs> have just managed to na- navigate themselves down the table a few places and yeah. um, keep themselves in where they want to stay. But um, yeah, fair play to Kiwi. I know there's, there's been a bit of controversy over some of the, some of the fixtures and points been awarded etc but um, yeah they've done the business first season which you can't really argue no well done boys they'll be playing Premier Division football next season well done Chislehurst and Alpington uh, drawing one all uh, yesterday uh, twice uh, maybe the teams just agreed to <laughs> to one all draws gave the ref his money and got in the pub who knows um, but yeah two one all draws in double bankers for Chislehurst and Alpington doesn't really help Chislers too much. Uh, Openton perhaps had very no. They they had no chance of um, 
of promotion, I don't think. So both teams yeah. perhaps happy to take two points away from the game. Uh, yesterday, the big game of the day in the division was Hayden Youth taking on Phoenix Sports 2. Uh, a win for both teams uh, would have really put them in the promotion places, but a draw doesn't really help either of them, Jamie. Double head, I remember. So I think oh, Hayden won the second. Oh, Hayden won the first one. Sorry, 4 1. Uh, this is the way full time works. We'd have got there eventually. Hayden won the first one, 4 1, and drew the second one, 2 all in tribute to the man himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Hayden, sorry, big winners yesterday. Phoenix Sports perhaps uh, will be devastated after that day yesterday. Yeah, I think that maybe just puts, but definitely puts pay to their title hopes. Um, I think they'll still get promoted to, um, on the way things will work out. But it looks like Hayden are really reeling in rise, uh, rising balls, plazy balls, not at the top. Uh, and yeah, fans are going to go and win it. And if they do, that's that's incredible. It's a team we've kind of been we moved over with and they've been kind of there and thereabouts with every yeah. season. So to see them go on and get a much-deserved league title is fantastic for James and the gang. But they've got to get it over the line. Um, but I'm sure they can do it. Agreed. Uh, Broccoli winning 7-3 against, I imagine, a down and depleted Westrom after the cup final defeat uh, last week. I'm, I'm guessing it was tough to get the boys up for uh, the, the league fixture against Broccoli. Broccoli, again, taking advantage. Uh, they won't care. 7-3 to Broccoli is a fantastic result against Westrom. We've seen them pull out some brilliant results this year. So, Broccoli, hats off to you. Well done. Uh, DC Football and New Beckenham wasn't played. Uh, we're hearing pitch availability, the, the issue for that one. That's not going to help New Beckenham get their games played and, and them try and uh, sort this title race or promotion place uh, out, Jamie, is it? No, but I think the... If it's to be awarded, then I'd imagine they might get given the points on this one. Um, if it was a pitch issue, so just need to wait and see. But yeah, I'm sure the boys would just much rather be playing every week and, and winning those points. Absolutely. Uh, LSU win six three against Manorwood. A fantastic result for LSU. Uh, an outside chance of finishing in the uh, promotion places for LSU. I think I saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a great season. Come out of nowhere, really jumped up the table with. Uh, I mean, a good a good uh, t- 2022 so far for LSU, really the strength of their season uh, post-Christmas. They've come out of nowhere to to be real, real uh, serious candidates for promotion. Yeah, well, coming out of nowhere is exactly right. I mean, they were in the bottom four for the majority of the season. And then they just went on this run, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, they've picked up points everywhere, which, you know, if... if this is all you need to do is put together a good run and all of a sudden you're looking at the right end of the table. So, um, yeah, it's something for them to keep playing for. I'm not sure how many games they've got left, but um, there's a carrot there for them. So, yeah, hopefully they can push on and, and see how well they end. The In Division 3, Belmont Athletic lost 2-1 to Woosh. Woosh back to winning ways uh, after a tough couple of weeks with an evening games and, and losses on Sundays. Uh, Belmont would have been uh, that would have been a fantastic game and Woosh for me that counts as a, as a very good win well done to Woosh winning against the awkward and talented Belmont Athletic going forward what an awesome team they are tough to play against uh, Ellis Athletic win 5-0 against now struggling Italia Wastils comprehensive win for Ellis who are looking all the bit uh, the promotion uh, candidates now very strong uh, chance of them going up Hatch and Beck in a manner defeat FC Deptford 3-0 um, make a much better uh, performance of themselves Deptford this time round than last 
Hatch and Beckham and though going from strength to strength each week. Uh, Hayden Youth Reserves played Tudor Sports Rangers, Jamie. Hayden Reserves getting a 4-1 win against Tudor Sports Rangers. A tough season, a mixed bag overall for Rangers uh, this year. They'll be happy to see the back of the season. Uh, Hayden Youth Reserves, though, that's a fantastic win for them for me. Yeah, both Hayden sides going very well at the minute and looking to, to be challenging for honours and promotions, which is great for, for them down there. Um, but yeah, as you say, I think Tudor didn't have a great start to the season, picked up a few good results recently, but yeah, they'll want to kind of reset and, and go again, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the last one in Div 3, the Warren losing 4-1 to uh, Crayford Arrows after a good little run of results for the Warren of, of late. Uh, they're not good enough on the day against the impressive Crayford Arrows boys. In Div 4, Inter Milne lost 1-0 to the Ministry of Ball. Well done to Mob. Uh, AFC Wilgar, 5-2 five, five, winners against Hawksbrook Wanderers. Shouting out to us on social media, Jamie, that we've we fancied them only saying they were top three and we didn't fancy them. I'm not. I don't remember us ever saying that about the boys at Wilgar. Maybe when they were mid-table with all the games to catch up, we might have said that. But recently, we've been saying that they're pretty much favourites for the title, and they've gone on and clinched it. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe they need to have a closer listen back. I think. I used to go on social media after a few drinks on a Sunday night and and have a gut. <laughs> so maybe well, that's what they've done. We're big fans of Wilgar on the podcast yep. and we've no, we've tracked them since they won the or they were promoted last season and, and they're going to be promoted this season likely as champions so I'm not sure where that one's come from boys maybe listen back uh, all the archive all the um, all the episodes are on the playlist on SoundCloud if you do want to I think, listen back I think I've won it now I think that's um, confirmed is that them won it is it I believe so yeah so massive congratulations to them if that is the case um, we thought that was going to be a I mean, I think it would be a two-horse race with them kind of coming into it. And then, but as soon as they started winning all those games, we've said they, they really fancy it and they've gone on and won it. So, yeah, fair play to them. Well done, boys. We'll go through all the tables at the end of the season and do the full review and give everyone their, yeah. their props at the end of the season. Uh, in more results from Div 4, Crayford Arrows Reserves back to league uh, ways and they won 3-1 against East Wickham Wanderers. Um their title hopes uh, kept up with a good win. Uh, no, their promotion hopes, obviously, sorry, are kept up with a good win. They look done and dusted now as well. Uh, FC United of Bromley and Broccoli Reserves drew two all in tribute to the uh, in tribute to the man himself, Desmond Tutu. Uh, Ministry of Ball and Inter Milan was a double banker. That's a six-point Sunday for Ministry of Ball. They've played a few uh, double bankers lately, Ministry of Ball, and they must have pushed themselves up the table i'll have to have a look at that in a sec well um, we'll see when we get to the predictions oh we will won't we yes don't spoil anything jamie i'm not i'm just i'm just <laughs> setting the scene uh in division five uh the the, the seventh and final uh division uh bexy athletic two phoenix sports five two big tributes to desmond tutu this weekend nice <laughs> to see fc peak uh, lost two one to kingsdale kingsdale left to think we're a bit of consistency might have got them this season. Hazen Pickhurst only winning 2-1 against Shortland Spitfires. Um, Hazen Pickhurst perhaps going through the motions now towards the end of the season after their cup defeat in the pool in the Vic Farrow final. Uh, perhaps, Jamie, getting up for these league games now when the job is basically done is a bit of a tough job. Understandable, perhaps. 
Yeah, I mean, Phoenix are still pushing them. Um, that draw for Phoenix wouldn't have helped. But I think the Asian pickups were 1-0 down with 10 minutes left. So they found a bit of something for somewhere. But for a large part of that game, yeah, you could argue they're possibly going through emotions and, and maybe on a bit of a downer after the Cup weekend. So yeah. uh, I, I still do fancy them not to, to see the title over the line. Absolutely. Um, Kelsey Park lose 9-1 to Petswood Roadrunners, another result that made the results of the week. Um, our poll, Jamie's poll. Um, <laughs> Orbiton Colts win 2-0 against South London Spartans. Uh, a good result for the Colts. It's been a tough month or so for them. Uh, and they haven't picked up very many wins. So to do that against promoted South London Spartans represents a good Sunday for the Colts. Come on, the Colts. A good good win. Essie uh, Lions win 8-1 against Benhurst. Jamie Benhurst are on the beach already. Uh, they don't care what happens for the rest of the season, it seems. They're, they're February, March and April. Rather poor for their, considering their start where they were up amongst it in Division 5. Uh, now it looks like, yeah, they're settling for their for their mid-table finish. Yeah, that's their season finished at the time of the year, done it? They've done enough. They made enough. They did enough work. I'm just going to look at the Division 4 table. Uh, it's really uh, interesting to see the top four. Uh, Wilgar, Crayford Arrows Reserves, Crayway, and Ministry of Ball. Um, how many games played in this division? 20. Uh, yeah, Ministry of Ball can still technically be promoted if um, Crayway lose their two remaining games. Uh, so that's an interesting one. Uh, Ministry of Ball, two goals behind Crayway. Uh, on the goal difference, eight plus eight for Ministry of Ball, plus 10 for Crayway. Um, Ministry of Ball, 34 points. Crayway, 37 points. I wonder if they've got each other to play at the, towards the end of the season. No, they haven't. Aww. Crayway play play Broccoli Reserves into Milne play Crayway as well. Yeah, the Matrix doesn't allow for these exciting games um, at the end of the season, unfortunately, to be saved. Ministry of Ball play Phoenix Sports 4 at the end of the season. Um, uh, Phoenix Sports 4, can they make it? Can they do anything? 12 points. Yep. They can get amongst it as well. So, uh, Phoenix, Ministry of Ball, and Crayway um, and Crayford Arrows, their reserves, their places aren't confirmed. Their promotion places aren't confirmed yet. Plenty of exciting football uh, left in Div 4. I don't know why we singled out Division 4 then, but I wanted to, wanted to get that. I wanted to get that sorted. So, Jamie, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions. And John White will be joining us via the power of WhatsApp. So now to Gibbs and the Westfer results from the 8th of May yesterday at the time of recording. Gibbs, thanks for joining me no. in uh, Silk Towers. No problem, mate. How are you doing? It's been, it's been a rough one today. <laughs> It's been a rough day. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. But we talk about football because that's what we love. That's what we're here to do. Uh, in the Prem, uh, Jam 4, Baltarks 1. Phil's been talking them up for a long time now, Gibbs. They're starting to realise their potential. They're starting to look like the top team that Phil talks about. Um, with Under the Radar drawing uh, on the same day, just a little glimmer of hope for Jam and, and the chasing teams now. Definitely. I think um, Jam has still got to play them on a double header so in the league. So it's still all to play for. And Because the, the, UTR have done well in the Cups, I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to run out of Sundays to fulfil their league fixtures, which means that it's still like really wide open there at the top for 
um, for Jam. So um, fair play to Phil, and he's uh, he's doing well this season, and it's things you like to see, you know. It is. He's a good person. Uh, he's good for Westfar. Uh, loves his team, uh, and that's what we love to see under the radar. Getting that sticky feeling now with Jam uh, chasing them, chasing them. Uh, Bulldogs have uh, accustomed themselves to uh, the Prem Division this season. They'll go again next year, hopefully. Um, but yeah, Jam looking like the front runners to try and chase down under the radar over the rest of the season. Good luck uh, to Jam. Uh, Mildeen lost 3-2 to Borden Sports A. Um, just that double banker result for Borden Sports A probably means they're going to they're gonna miss out on being able to chase down under the radar. Uh, but a good win for them yesterday against Mildeen and Billy seemed to enjoy the result. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I spoke to Bill, I think it was about a 90th minute winner or 88th minute. It was quite late on in the day that they got the winner. Um, and I think uh, they missed a penalty as well, Borden. I think at one oh, all, wow. at one all, I think um, I believe uh, someone tried a little penenka oh, and no. it, hit, it hit the crossbar. I think it was I think it was Jason Bill said, <laughs> um, and he hit the crossbar. And then I think uh, Mildeen went two one up. Then I believe I think that's how it went. And then uh, Borden obviously two two, and then a, a last minute winner. Congrats to Borden. Uh, it's been a good season again for them. Um, hopefully they'll go again next year. Mildeen. Again, accepted the double jump and, and accepted the challenge into the Prem. Uh, it's been a tough year for them, but again, hopefully um, they'll be able to stay and fight uh, for next season. Fair play, yeah, because they, they took the jump but, and they've they've had a bit of a rough season, but yeah. they've fulfilled their fixtures. They've yeah. not they've not jogged anything on or said, no, we ain't playing. Do you know no. what I mean? So fair play to them. No, we gave Borden credit for taking the double jump last season and Mildeen have done the same. Obviously, slightly different um, results for each team but Mildeen it's a free swing for them this year uh, so fair play for taking the uh, taking the risk uh, well done boys in the senior uh, Barnhurst 6 Rising Talents 2 uh, Barnhurst showing uh, that they are a team to be taken seriously started a Vets team for next season Saturdays uh, what that means for their Sunday team I don't quite know yet but they look like um, they're going to see this season out strongly they're going to stay around next season as well. Yeah. Um, to make it a, a smoother transition in between 23 and 24 season. Yeah. Um, but that is a great result. I mean, we played Rising Talents ourselves earlier on in this, well, a few weeks back now, six weeks back, a month back. And um, we was 2-0 down and got back to 2-2. So I know what side they are mm -hmm. and um, and what players they have. And for Barnas to get six past them, uh, that's, a, that's a great result for them. Barnas find themselves now fourth in the Prem, which is uh, in the uh, senior in Westford, which is a great turnaround for them. Uh, they've um, got to be looking for that Prem, haven't they, next season? <laughs> get them in the Prem next year. Uh, last result in the senior, Burridge Blues, nil. Uh, Metrogas 2. Metrogas's unbeaten uh, league campaign continues flawless. In fact, all wins uh, in the senior so far. Do you know what? They're just a, a machine. They're a yeah. train. Um, went to their uh, game Wednesday night and... Just watching some of their players and the way they that they are as a team and their togetherness and the spirit they have in the side, they never give up. They're full of running. They're committed. You know what they are? They are just a top young side, and they're going to continue to grow. And they're going to they're going to be a problem for a lot a lot of teams. I think they are. I think uh, if if rumours um, go through and, and we see some teams leaving for other new leagues being set up, um, Metrogas will go into next season's Prem Division as a very uh, strong candidates for, yeah. for winning that. 100% definitely and a lot of the other teams and who will be competitors in the league feel Jam fancies them a lot he, he likes them 
Uh, Burridge Blues uh, have accustomed themselves well this year. I think they've made it obvious that this is their last season in Westford. I don't know if that was their last game this weekend, but if it was, uh, boys, uh, good luck in whatever you do. I think Metrogas have actually got a cup final next Wednesday evening against UTR. They have. At VCD. So get down there and watch that one because that will be a cracking game. That will be a good game and Metrogas will feel like there's unfinished business there with a defeat in another cup from under the radar. Um, these games are going to have to start they're going to start taking their toll on under the radar soon because they've had double bankers they've had cup games in the week um, so it could be a good time to play them yeah. so um, don't rule anything out on that one and good for Metrogas to see them tightening up at the back we noticed a couple of the last few weeks they've conceded quite a few goals uh, a clean sheet uh, and a couple of goals this week uh, stopping that uh, leaky uh, back line which is obviously been against two good sides but they've sorted that out well done lads in division one Crayford Athletic win 5-0 against Borden Sports uh, Reserves the Bandits uh, beating them with 10 men last week and this week they play again um, with 11 they went one better 5-0 uh, against the Bandits Crayford Athletic looks like that's them uh, confirmed as runners up in division one with um, Red Velvet two teams that have come over from the OBD SFL in recent years uh, both getting promoted out of Division 1, arguably having uh, their best seasons for a very long time. Uh, Red Velvet especially. Um, well done to Crayford Athletic. I'm not, not sure what's happened year. to Baldwin this year, um, the Bandits. Because they are a good side. And um, I mean, even uh, Luke, the forward, don't seem to be scoring. Like, normally they posted res uh, results of goal scorers and stuff, but he seems to have gone off the, gone off the uh, boil a bit as well. So it's, it's unusual for them. I mean, they've lost seven in, uh, and like one... I think one five. So it's yeah, it's not something you'd expect from a a Baldwin team that it's have not, been doing well. But again, they took a double jump last season uh, into Division One. Uh, I thought Division Two looked looked tougher than Division One. I expected the Bandits to do a little bit better than they have, but um, they've held their own. Uh, and well done to them for that. Uh, Elton Rovers played Crayford Athletics' uh, top three rival Crayford Arrows and lost six three Elton Rovers season. Uh, petering out uh, as we go. Uh, Crayford Arrows, I think, quite a bit behind Crayford Athletic now. Um, so it looks like Crayford Arrows can only finish third. Uh, but what a division that has been. Red Velvet, Crayford Athletic and Crayford Arrows all having really I, good seasons. I think Elton Rovers and Crayford, I think I saw on um, Twitter that they um, they picked positions out of a hat, both teams, because obviously it was kind of, a, I think, a bit of a, like, nothing to play for. So I think they all picked positions out of an app, so enjoyed the game, so... Fair Fantastic. Place, there you go. That's the way to do it. Uh, in Div 2, Kingfisher 3, Falconwood Reserves 1. Kingfisher, one of those teams. They, they've gone under the radar a little bit this season in Division 2. Um, I haven't set the world alight, but they seem to get results. Um, and they'll be frustrated at having uh, a lack of consistency in results this year. Falconwood Reserves, probably the same. Uh, they won a cup. They won a Westford Cup, didn't they, Falconwood? They beat Forza in the final, didn't they? Yes, one was it two one? I think it was. Yeah, was that the game? Yeah. So Falcon were probably happy with the with the cup, uh, but not with their league form. Uh, AFC Kingfisher, uh, yeah, just a bit of consistency. Uh, did that uh, Forza? Was that right? Because yesterday that was the other way around. It yeah, it got Forza. put. I think it got put onto Twitter wrong. Oh, um, okay. But Forza um, lost four two to title rivals Eltham Lions. Forza with loads of games in hand. Um, I don't think that loss is going to damage them too much, uh, but they won't want any more pressure than needed. Eltham Lions, 4-2 uh, winners against Forza. I think that was Eltham Lions' last game. I'm not 100% sure. 
but I think it was. Uh, other other results in Div Div Two. Quackenil climbing back up the table with some really good results lately. This week, six 0 against Phoenix Knights. Now, that hasn't happened too often to Phoenix Knights. Quackenil looked like they might just have an outside chance of nicking a promotion. Although perhaps they would wish to consolidate in Division Two, stay down and build yeah. again. Yeah, probably. They probably want to stay there because I think um, they have been running low on numbers and obviously advertising for new players. I think that they've got a good setup at Crocodile. So if anyone doesn't want a new side or a new challenge, do you know what I mean? Hit them up. They're a good established team. Mm. Um, and Dave, Dave's a good guy down there. Yeah, lovely picture of his toes on uh, social media. Yeah, he's <laughs> took a right bruising on that foot, didn't he? <laughs> I think it's broke. I'd say the toes are broke. Uh, in Div 3, um, a real good battle between uh, two of the top sides in Div 3. Abbey Mead won. Bexley Hawks nil. A massive result for uh, Abbey Mead. Speaking to Danny at Abbey Mead at the uh, Mike Strong Memorial Cup final uh, on Friday. He's made a few changes. Um, put in, he said, some more of the hard grafters in the team and, and left the flair, the flair players out. Uh, he wants his team to work hard and they've definitely done that this week uh, against Bexley Hawks. I think the top two was already sorted in the division. Um, so Bexley Hawks perhaps... Um, not giving their best but Abbey made a go until the end and realising um, some real good form towards the end of the season uh, 1-0 against Bexley Hawk can't be sniffed at No definitely it's a great result to um, get towards the end of the season I think they just fell a bit short with uh, with Willage Common and the game's not being yep. uh, played there I think that didn't help them uh, Abbey Mead but I think it's probably been their best season in a few seasons and um, that's hopefully something for them to build on Absolutely In Div 4 uh, FC Barker 3 South East Athletic Maroon won an important win for Barker, giving results elsewhere uh, with their title rivals. Um, a big win for Barker. Keeps them top. I think, again, that's their season done. They've played a few more games than everyone else. Um, Inter Belvedere certainly finished their games. They they won 2-0 against Hartford Athletic. That was my game yesterday. Um, a real good game on a, a lovely uh, pitch, it must be said, at um, Bexley Grammar. It was... Uh, the grass was perfect, a little bit hard, but a, perf a good game, a good game of football. One yellow card, I can't remember more than five or six um, free kicks in the game. Uh, luckily, I had um, club, uh, league, league appointed um, assistants yesterday, so no worries about um, Lino's not doing their job or club Lino's not doing their job. It was a good result, well-deserved well for Inter Belvedere. Uh, Hartford Athletics striker Louis Clark not available to him yesterday. And really, it showed when um, they didn't really um, make any chances yesterday. And when they did, um, they were they were half chances or or snatched at. Uh, and really, it led them. Uh, they didn't really put a glove on Inter Belvedere's goalkeeper. Uh, a good win for the boys. Um, Hartford now, I think, with two games to play against Kingsford uh, to see their season out, which it's no easy task. No easy task. Honest. But yeah, good but good bunch of guys at Hartford. Manager Kamal was an excellent lad, uh, and Inter Belvedere boys. Always welcoming. Thank you for uh, all the nice comments on social media as well, boys. Um, in Division 5, uh, Peckham Rye Reserves 2, Old Fortronians 2. A Desmond in tribute to the man himself on a lovely sunny day yesterday, Gibbs. Uh, struggling for numbers yesterday. Yeah, it's probably been the first time this season. And I think where it's been a long season for us in cup games and uh, leagues, I think it's just took its toll on the squad. And we've got a few players out injured at the minute carrying knocks with it we had a few that uh couldn't make it just for work but we had 13 yesterday uh josh came down but he had his boy so he had, he had to drop his boy home so he could only make first half 
Um, and there was we, there was there's about ten or twelve of us out Saturday night because one of the lads, uh, Corney, he was um, he was fighting at Epsom. It was okay. a, in a boxing match. Um, the Warrior, he won unanimous decision. So that was always a good night for the Rye as well. Um, and then unfortunately he came off yesterday as well. He was feeling unwell, um, so we was down to eleven, and that was with myself and Ricky, um, the other manager. So we, I had to play ninety minutes. Ricky, how are you feeling today? I was, I was a bit sore this morning, should we say? <laughs> but um, went up top, uh, set up Rollins a few times, uh, got a goal myself. So, oh, nice. So it, weren't, it wasn't got a yellow card as well. Threatened of, of a threatened of a simbin. So just general Sunday league, but um, on a whole, the, the lads, we was unlucky not to win the game. I think um, in the second half, um, we was two one down at half time. But old Fortronians are uh, a good side. They've got some good players about them, and uh, they've got a bit. They've got a bit of know how about them. Yep. They sent a midfielder. Their skipper's a good player. They've got a good centre half as well, and they kind of just build the team around that. To be fair, so um, but they're, they're they're a good bunch, and they've they've beat us in the cup final, draw of us in the league. So they obviously do something right. Do you know what I mean? Um, so take take nothing away from them. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was another point towards the league. Um, we've got five games left. I think we need about five points or four points to mathematically confirm the league. Yep. So it was another point towards that, and we didn't lose, so we're still unbeaten in the league. So is that is that important to you to keep that zero in the L column? Yeah, I mean it is, but I mean the main thing is to um, to win the league. I mean it's always nice to go unbeaten, but if you if you lose a couple of games, it's going to happen in Sunday league, and you can't always get your best team out. Um, but yeah, we are going to l- try and keep that unbeaten run for the league. Um, but as I say, everyone sometimes when you're at the top, everyone wants to beat you. So yeah. you kind of play the best of everyone every week. Um, every player comes out for the game. So we are playing people's best teams, um, and we might come unstuck. You never know. But um, as it stands, we want to win every game, and we give our all in every game. And coming off the back of two defeats, and then uh, we've got a draw. So we're looking to build on that. Do you know what I mean? I do. And you wanted to give tribute to the man himself yesterday. Yeah, so. of course, you know. Uh, in Div 5, South Ballers 2, uh, Dancing Albion 4. An awkward Dancing Albion. I've lots of teams are coming on and saying how they, if they get that first goal, then they're sitting behind. South Ballers, very much a project at the moment of improvement. I guess they're building that up for next year. Uh, Brownie and all the boys down there are looking to uh, build that up in preparation for a push. Uh, at the title next year but a good a good win for Dancing Albion and they're the only team that can get involved with you really they can they? but they'd have to win every game they're on, they've on the same amount of games as us but I think they're 11 points behind so they'd have to win every game and beat us twice as well okay so um, so that's why I say it's kind of so you'd need to lose all your games and they'd need to win all of theirs basically yeah basically along those lines basically yeah pretty much um, well, they got one of them yesterday, uh, but you got the point. Uh, in Div 6... Footscray Sharks. The Footscray Sharks, after a triumphant uh, Mike Strong Cup, a Memorial Cup win on Friday night um, against... Uh, who did they Foresters. play? Foresters. Foresters, debut uh, season in the league. Well done to Foresters on the night, but Footscray Vets, in truth, they didn't really get out of um, of second gear. They didn't have to. They used that big pitch really well. Um but yeah, Footscray winning 7-0 on playing Friday night, playing Sunday. Uh, yeah. Who says the old boys can't do it? 
No, fair play to them. They're uh, they've done well this season, haven't they? Like every week, turning out results and scoring goals. And sometimes I know myself, as you get older, the body takes a little bit longer to recover as well. But they've been consistent every every week, scoring lots of goals with the forward met up front, and they're they're defensively very good as well. So um, fair play to them. A very good unit. Seven 0 win against Chimera in the third best of the third best division. The second best division. The King of Heart Media Production Div Six in Div Seven. The best division. The Silk Grassroots Podcast Network Division Seven. Div Seven. This is the seventh best division. <laughs> uh, by the way, Steve insisted in calling you Gibbsy last week. What did you What do you think of that? Uh, it's not on, is it? Uh, he gave me a compliment on social media today, so I, I owe him a beer, so I can't. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I let him off for that one. He take one. he takes he'll take that as well. He won't let that go. He's a pal. Uh, Fleet down United four. The people's nil. The people's announcing um, that they won't be continuing next season. Any um, league based teams. Uh, it seemed like they uh, didn't fancy it yesterday. Four nil to Fleet down. Who are starting to catch the eye in Div Seven? That's back down to earth of a bump for the peoples, isn't it? I mean, up till Christmas and maybe just up to Feb, they was um, they was flying, they was they? top of the league. They was um, doing well in the cups, and um, since Christmas, it all just seems to have unfolded a little bit. Not nice. No one never wants to see teams not continue. Definitely so, not. especially, I mean, I know we all have banter and stuff, but Kai does put a lot of work in for them. He does. Do you know what I mean? And I know myself. How hard it is to run a team, and all other Sunday league managers like behind the scenes. You know, when you're dealing with admin, fines, paperwork every week, and whole game and stuff. He ain't just turning up collecting subs, so it can be a strain. And I know he's only a young lad as well, so he probably just wants to enjoy football, and then he'll probably come back in a few seasons and maybe manage again once he's once he's played. So fair play to him. But um, yeah, as I say, we never want to see anyone fold, but um, I'm sure they'll be. I'm sure they'll return. I think they're keeping the charity team thing going, so that'll obviously keep the boys together. Uh, I'm sure um, Kai will be glad for a bit of a break from running the whole thing that he's been doing, the multiple teams and all that. So, Do you know what? Sometimes it's just nice to turn up, give someone your £10 subs yeah. and just get your kit on and play. You know, you you do the warm-up when they organise it, you yep. kick the ball and have a million shots at the keeper. And yep. Sometimes it's just nicer that way and you can enjoy your football. Yeah. He's only a young bloke, I think, as you said. I think people may assume that he's a little bit older than he actually is. But, um, yeah, he's been running football teams or been involved with football teams for a very, very long time. So, all the best, Kaya. But um, tomorrow, uh, yesterday, the uh, celebrations deserve uh, to be with Fleet Down United. That's a, that's a great result for them, considering the start to the season they had and where they've picked up and the results. So, I think they're like third up in the league or something yeah. now. So, Fair play to Fleet Down and the Mac is definitely there. <laughs> the Mac is back in attack yeah, yesterday. Definitely. 4-0. Uh, well done, boys. Bexy Village Vets with a good win against uh, Newcross Rovers Reserves. 5-3, uh, the, the Bexy boys win. Uh, Newcross Rovers, again, another team. Their reserves that look like they were going to do something this I think season. Since gives. that semi-final they lost, they've not, I, I think they've but gone the off the stuff knocked out, haven't they? Yeah. Sometimes it is hard. I know we all enjoy football, but you know, like if you're not going for the league or for the cup to try and grab people out of bed yep. on a Sunday morning, sometimes if they're not motivated enough, it can be a bit rough and a bit hard. So, um, but Bexley Village Vets, that's a great result for them as well. Very good. I mean, they haven't got anything to play for, but they've managed to get up for it yesterday and get a good win. Uh, so well done, boys. Uh, in, last one in Division 7, Greenwich Hot Shots 3 into Cross 2. Uh, a bit of a bottom of the bottom of 
Blackheath Hill derby there between yeah. uh, Greenwich and, and New Cross. I mean, I wouldn't take nothing away from that result there from Greenwich Hot Shots. Maybe just before Christmas or just after, yes, I'd have said, oh, that's a good result for Intercross. But yeah. the, the run that Intercross have been on lately and the results that they've been picking up and scoring goals, I think they had a win against the Peoples. They've had a, a 5-0 win against... They've had some big wins. Yeah, they've lately. had some good wins. So that's a, that's a really good win for Greenwich Hot Shots there. It so is. take nothing away from them. Well done, the shots. Come on, the shots! It's been a while <laughs> since I've been able to say that, boys. Well done. A good win for you. Uh, the Bosco, their good season continues. Uh, on give on other years, it's not been so good for them. Three all against Chimera Reserves. The boys share the points in Division 8. Well done, lads. The two cup finals yesterday. Uh, the first one in the morning kickoff was Eltham Lions Reserves taking on Spring Hill United Blues, a top of Division 8 uh, clash. Uh, Spring Hill United Blues had a, have a lot to do in the league. So I think Omar... And all the lads would have wanted this one, Gibbs, but it didn't go their way. 3-0 um, reports, a match report from Jenny Virillo yesterday, who I spoke to before the afternoon kickoff, said it could have been more. Elton Lions, um, Spring Hill United, um, could have could have been, it could have been a silly score, she says. Oh, she actually gave you a match report? She just said that as we were uh, passing. I mean, fair play to Omar. He's had a really good season um, with the Spring Hill Blues. And... Um, he always interacts on social media yeah. and he, he, he gives praise to teams, you know. So fair play to him as well because he's took his team to a cup final and challenging for the league in his first season. So that's um that's a great achievement. I mean, for a lot of teams, who would have offered that them at the start of the season? That's a team that's just started. Cup final and you'll be challenging at the end in May. Like, teams have snapped your hand off for that. But Agreed. then Elton Lions reserves have grown as a club. I think well, last season we played them in their second game and I think we beat them 7 or 8-1. But... Like take nothing away from their growth, their growth into the next season where they're challenging for the league and they're in a cup final as well and they've won a cup, so it's it's good and you want to see teams build and progress and for both of them that's um it's a it's a it's a great achievement you know it is it's a good result and but the only problem with Omar is he keeps calling out for Dan Byrne from Newcastle to be put in the uh, England squad. <laughs> I don't know. Omar out. <laughs> uh, Adidas Athletic played against Sidcup. In the Clinton Lindhurst Elliott Memorial Cup, uh, that was the afternoon kickoff. This one is in memory of um, our friend on the podcast, Chris Elliott, who gets a lot of stick from us, uh, but we respect. He was at that cup final yesterday. That's he why was. they lost. Yeah. Elliott out. Oh, he was there before, was he? Yeah, yeah I'm sure he must. Uh, have okay, been. Elliot, yeah. Elliot out. They didn't but... even score. No doubt he was on the fucking water bottles again. <laughs> that he's fucking filling with piss. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, this cup in the afternoon was a great tribute. Uh, to his dad on a lovely sunny day. Um, the game, I mean, it was tough. Them both teams, I think you could tell they weren't used to having so much space uh, on the VCD pitch there. Uh, acting as fourth official, um, it was it was a joy to be able to be to just stand and watch a game of football and just throw a football on every now and again and and let everyone know what the extra time is going to be. Uh, Graham Seymour in the middle had a good game, uh, and the two Lionos Tarek. Uh, and John, I think we all enjoyed the day. Thank you to Westfa um, for the great trophies and, and looking after us on the day. Paul, Jace, uh, and I think Mike was one of the people there who was running. He did more running than some of the players on the pitch, oh, getting blind. getting the balls back they're, they're over. They're a good side, Adidas. Adidas, Adidas. Adidas were a good side. Um, I've look- not seen anything of Sid Cup this season, but I think we played them last season or the season before. But... Um, it's good that teams are sticking around and progressing and making cup finals, you know. But Adidas are, are a good side. They are a nice bunch of guys. The benches were brilliant. Good to talk to in the game. 
um, that kept running. Uh, they were lively. Mm-hmm. Wanted to get over to their fans and all that stuff after the game. Uh, lively bunch, but we like to see that enthusiastic Sid Cup. Um, I can't really remember too many chances for them. And even Adidas's goal, um, the ball sort of whipped in uh, from the edge of the box and it went through a few legs. The keeper didn't see it. Adidas goalkeeper, probably man of the match, but that wasn't because he was um, bombarded with shots. He just was absolutely flawless in the game. Any anytime he was called upon, um, he was he did his job. Uh, and that probably tells you all about the game that you need to know, really. Mm-hmm. It was tough. It was a tough game. Obviously, the boys in Division 7, um, perhaps um, free-flowing, um, excellent ticky-tack of football is not what you're going to see. But the boys gave their all 100% in the heat, plenty of cramp and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well done to both teams. It was an excellent day to be had. Gibbs, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with Mark. No problem, mate. So next up is a dazed and tired, but completely energised Graham Rodber for the Southern Sunday section. How are you doing, sir? A successful, uh, the cup finals have been very successful for you guys so far. Oh, Andrew, what can I say? I might be tired, I might be fatigued, I might be knackered, but I am absolutely buzzing for this tonight. I'm full of it. I'm absolutely full of it. <laughs> you're going to get quips, you're going to get quirks, you're going to get good jokes, you're going to get bad jokes, you're going to get a bit of ranting, you're going to get a bit of sensationalism, you're going to get it all out of me tonight. Tonight's the night. Fantastic. And But I must say that later on in the uh, predictions, because we're a little bit later than normal, uh, than we are normally, uh, the predictions were a bit of a rush um, for Dan. So he's he's left the puns out, but he has explained himself. Uh, and we'll read that out later on in the oh, show. I should, I should have a birthday more often, Andrew. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday for tomorrow, by the way. At the time of recording, happy birthday today for you. <laughs> uh, happy At the time of release, should I say happy birthday <laughs> today, Graham? Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Uh, 38 days young and there's, I'll still be probably on the Southern Sunday in another 38 years if I'm still alive. <laughs> You're just a youngster. I'm 39 in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> Do you know what? You don't look a day over 38, mate. <laughs> Thank you very much. My With pleasure. My burnt, my burnt face and head today after a day in the sun uh, but tells what, a different but, story. But come on, the weather over the yeah. last few days. I mean, Leatherhead have been playing cup finals. Westford have been playing cup finals. Over the USFL have been playing cup finals. Barnet have been playing cup finals. Watford Sunday League Cup finals. Southern Sunday Cup finals. We're all buzzing for it. It's been brilliant on Twitter. The weather's been brilliant. Well done to everyone for getting your cup finals on. Brilliant. Yeah, and those poor London FA clubs playing their cup finals at a, another seemingly rubbish ground. Oh, I saw that earlier. Yeah, it's disappointing to say the least. But At um, silly times of the day as well on a Sunday. It's not for me. Right, straight in to the Supreme Trophies Graham Dodd Premier Games. These are all results from Sunday the 8th of May uh, and some big ones as well. Um, Parklife 2, Southwest Rangers 4, the first one up in the Prem. Clapham Rovers 2, uh, AFC Putney 1, uh, A- AFC Bellum 3-1 against Albion, Albion down. Uh, swag two Westminster Wanderers two uh, Westminster Wanderers Graham grabbing that point much needed point uh, but yet today's winners really do look like Clapham Rovers oh absolutely um, so yeah we've got a bit of clarity in that Premier Putney now can't win the league so that's another team now ruled out of it which is yep. uh, 
which is interesting. Southwest Rangers, I mean, they're keeping it really honest, aren't they? Win, 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 win. They're playing really well, getting a team out every week. Now it's a lesson to everybody. They've got nothing to play for. They're getting a team out and they're getting results. They're enjoying their football. So well done to Jordan and to Sam down at Southwest Rangers. Um, Ballon, I mean, <laughs> that's a big win for them against Albion in the context win. that you know, they're still in this title race. They're still in this title race. And with the games that they've still got to play, um, you know, if they can pull out the results, why not? I mean, Ballon have got to play Clapham Rovers next week. Um, that's, a, that's an awfully big game. It's a massive game. Will it make our games of the week? Tune in to the second <laughs> section of the show. I um, just want to say the only other thing that was well, a couple of comments on that. Swag, I think they would have expected more than a two-all. Um, yeah, definitely. They've got, hard, they've got a lot of work to do now. They've got a lot of work. It's, it's unlikely. It looks like the winner is going to be out of Clapham Rovers and um, Ballum for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I think with that draw today for Swag, I know they've got games in hand, but Clapham Rovers and Ballum got to be the favourites now. Yeah, no, I think so. I think um, another two points dropped and I saw a clip on social media earlier in between the cup finals and um, there was a one-on-one chance and it just went wide. And I think that's just a bit of a summary that we were talking about last week in the preview, yeah. Andrew, was yeah. you've got to be ruthless and you've got to take your chances. Um, and the last thing decided, it's goodbye to Albion from the Premier Division on today's results. They're relegated um, after the Westminster um, results. So Albion, well done. You've given it a good go. Um, but yeah, just not enough. They can only get to 14 now. Wimbledon Town are on 15. So it'll be championship football for Albion, sadly, next season. Not disgraced himself at all. Played all their games, even playing midweek to get their fixtures played. Uh, a long-standing club. I don't think we need to go into all that stuff again. Albion will be back next season. There's no two ways about it. Um, unlucky to the boys. Uh, Albion, uh, not Albion, Ballum with their own... Um, aspirations this season uh, had to do the job today uh, Albion will go again next year in the uh, championship yeah, you're right Andrew and, and back to back to back games they had uh, a Ballum and then they got swag um, in a couple of weeks time so <clears> the, the fixtures weren't kind to him at the end either to be no. fair uh, no championship games today uh, congratulations to Sporting Continental making a league and cup double this year. Yes. The, the Frank Blundstone Cup win in the week against uh, Cosmos on Friday night, should I say. Um, comprehensive win. Um, and yeah, what a, what a way to top the season off for the boys. Yeah, they, they deserved it, Andrew. They really deserved it. Um, I know that they've wanted to win that cup for quite a little while. And yeah, it, it was... It was, it was a fantastic performance. They were well in command of the game. I mean, the only thing I would say, um, sort of second half, Cosmos really did step it up. And um, I, I have to say they gave it a real good go second half and they didn't disgrace themselves in any way whatsoever. I, I think we all know that Sporting Continental are a good side and they finished their way uh, their season off in the, the best possible way. And they're going to take that into next season and they're going to go into the Premier with such confidence. So, um not looking forward to it starting straight away, but when it is going to start, then I will look forward to it. But um, let's have a bit of a break first. Yeah, please. Let's have a break. Uh, Bob Dixon League, one result. Uh, let's do it. I'm going to do these the other way around. I knew that you here. might. I knew that you might. Uh, Val County, two. London Ravens, four. London Ravens need to win these games uh, to stand any chance of promotion. Uh, but I tell you what, Graham, uh, at the other end of the table, Brixton Town travelled to Junction League firsts. Uh, and it looks like Junction Elite first took their eye off the ball 
4-2 win for Brixton. Undoubtedly one of the results of the Southern Sunday season. Agreed. If you think, if you look at the way of the both teams' um, fortunes over the season, 4-2 to Brixton Town. And is that them safe? They have finished seventh in the league, Andrew. They have survived, finished seventh. And poor Putty Pacers, who would have thought that that was an absolute home banker for Junction Elite. Poor Putney Pacers have been relegated on that result. I mean, you couldn't make it up, could you? Football is a cruel, cruel mistress at times. And, and well, we're going to find happened. that out later on in the, in the, with some of the results today. It's been an incredible day. But do you know what? We're talking about Junction Elite. Let's give Brixton the credit. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. give Brixton oh, God, the yeah. credit. What, I mean, they had, to, they had to get some points on the board and they won their last two games. 3-2 against Vale County, 4-2 against Junction Elite. If you stay up and you put the six points on the board, similar to what the London Hibs lads have done, mm. that's not a fortune. Do you know what? It doesn't matter when you get your points, whether you get them on the first games of the season or the last games of the season. As long as you get the wins and you put the points on the board, you don't have to win it or lose it in the beginning, middle or the end. doesn't matter when they come. They've got the points on the board. Yeah. And for them to come out of that and to climb up with back-to-back wins to go to seventh... What a finish. Well yeah. done, Brixton. Well Agreed. done. Agreed. Fantastic result, boys. Uh, and the Ravens first team will be uh, licking their lips as well and looking upwards um, at a potential wobble. Junction Elite with quite a few games left to play as well. So uh, London Ravens will be eyeing them up. In League Two, Wimbledon Wolves and Atletico Buble shared a three-all draw. Um where does that leave Wimbledon Wolves? Is that is, is that them promoted? They're promoted. They're up. They're up. They only needed a point. That was all they needed. Um, that's a point ahead of AFC South London. So that that point, I mean, they had the goal difference. I think it was better by eight anyway, Andrew. So, um, yeah, three all. They'll take that. Great result for them. Um, yeah, promotion. Who would have thought that? Um, it, you know, it was AFC South London who were there or thereabouts and Wolves, I think, you know, with their Marcus Lipton Cup run, I think actually that spurred their league form on. Um, I think they got a bit of belief. I think they got a lot of confidence. For them to be promoted today and then to play the Marcus Lipton Cup final next Wednesday, they must be absolutely on top of the world at the moment. So, yeah, congratulations to them. Well done. Absolutely. Well done to the Wolves. Uh, Buble mid-table finish for them. Uh, been I think that's decent, decent for them. A, decent, I think a that's cup decent. semi-final as well. So a decent season for them. Yeah, well I done agree. to Buble. I agree. Uh, in League Three, uh, back to familiar uh, results for Clapham Chiefs. Sadly, not a two-one <laughs> win, a two-one defeat uh, to Dara. Um, Dara probably le- left to look back at the season, Graham, and wonder what could have been. Well, I think we touched on them last week, so that puts them now six points off of second. If they win their game against Wandsworth Warriors next week, they would have only missed out on promotion by three points. So. I don't think they've got an awful lot to do to be there or thereabouts next season. I've said to watch them and to, to have a good look. I think they're going to be a good side. Um, you know, teams coming down from two. Um, are they going to cause them any problems or, or Adara knowing the other teams in that division so well where they know what they've got to do? I, I, I think they're going to be strong. I think so too. Uh, into League Four. And I'm going to do these the other way around, way around as well. A locomotive Wimbledon uh, give... Magpie recruitment, a walkover, not the first they've given in the last few weeks. Graham, Locomotive Wimbledon done that a little while ago too. Magpie already champions, uh, not getting to get their guard of honour from all of their opposition. They've got one. Um, they've got Merton, funny enough, on the 22nd. So we'll see whether that happens on that game. That'd be interesting. <laughs> um, I suspect not. I suspect not too. Um, Clapham Wanderers 
Graham, well, we did say, do we dare to dream? Dare to dream <laughs> oh. at Clapham Wanderers. 5 0 demolition of Parthenope. Uh, not many teams have managed that this season. Clapham Wanderers, Graham, what do you think? I, I'm gobsmacked, really. Two 5 nils and a 3 1. Nine points on the board, dead and buried, going absolutely nowhere. Probably the most cut adrift of any team in any of the divisions. And all of a sudden now, they need, well, what do they need? Well, they need a win. A point's not going to be enough because of the, I mean, the goal difference is tight. They are going to need a win. They are because it's minus 11 with Mortlake, but Mortlake have scored three more. So they are going to have to win their last game. And that is against, let's have a look, top deck who have, well, I'm not going to give it away, but who have had a very good afternoon today. Mm. Not a game. Are top deck going to be on the beach like Fulham yesterday? This That's is what I think. This is why I think we're on the beach yesterday. So top deck might be on the beach. Who knows? Uh, League five, uh, Newlands four, Ballon Badgers one. Newlands uh, really pushing for that top, that that promote those promotion places. They must be in it now, mustn't they? Right. I'm going to give you the most unbelievable finish. Do you know, I told you I was going to be buzzing for this tonight, didn't I? (laughs) You did. So I I, never let us down, mate. You never let us down. Um, I'm on cloud nine at the minute and I'm just buzzing for this game next week. So let me give you the scenario, Andrew. So we've got Junction Elite who already promoted all their games played. They're on 35. We've got Painters who have got one game to play. They're on 33. They're in second. We've got Newlands who've got one game to play and they're on 31. Next week, Newlands play Painters. The scenario. If (laughs) If it's a draw... Junction Elite will go up as champions. Painters will be running up, uh, runners up. If Painters win, they'll be champions, and Junction Elite will go go up in second. If Newlands win, they'll go up, and Painters will miss out, and Painters will finish third. Have you ever heard anything like that? It it's is brilliant. mad. If ever we needed any more spice in a game between these two teams as well, the the Graham Robber Shield finalists last year. Uh, and now they're in a title battle with each other. We must congratulate Newlands for winning um, the... Your shield, Andrew. They the won self, your shield. Our shield. Our shield, our <laughs> You always want to share this with me. It's you never mine. It. It's never just mine. Uh, we <laughs> share everything. Um, the, the Silk Grassroots, Graham Robber Shield winners for season 21-22 was Newlands FC. And congratulations, boys. I, I think whatever happens now... Uh, with, with your season, hopefully for you guys, it ends in a promotion. Uh, painters won't want me to say that, but um, that is going to be such a brilliant game next week. Oh, I, I can't wait to be talking about that on the podcast next week. I can't wait. Um, uh, Mark Steer's going to be doing that game, so uh, he will be buzzing for it. Trust me. Oh, sorry about that, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Only a joke. Only a joke. Uh, don't. Great game. Great. It's been, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, full credit to the uh, fixture secretary earning his yeah, trust yeah, again. Yeah. Again, He's, uh, it's again and again and again. I know we keep repeating <laughs> these things. All right, in League Six, Clapham Common oh. winning 2 1 against Junction Elite Thirds. Uh, what a result that did make one of our results of the week, didn't it? I think that's, that's a great result. It's a brilliant result. Clapham Common from nowhere. Where does that leave? Where does that leave the uh state of play in League? Well, we need to go to this other yeah, result first oh. and then we'll do that. Oh, my word, yes. So we spoke set yesterday. this up, or do you want me to set this up? Oh, I'll, I'll set this up for the for a moment, and then we, we can share. We can share the the set. Yesterday, Bristol Rovers against someone needed. To, they needed to win seven nil yesterday. Scunthorpe United, who Scunthorpe already relegated United. to the National League. Yeah, 
Bristol Rovers needed a 7-0 win yesterday in league football to, to for them to be promoted. Uh, and they did it, 7-0, against all the odds. And we've been watching Argentina, um, their season in, in League 6. Um, Poplar Rovers, season done weeks ago. We fought the goal. With the goal difference, they were out of sight. Going into last week's game, Argentina needed to score 10 goals in their last, a plus 10 goal, 10 goals or plus 10, 10 goal difference? No, it was 10. They needed 10. They needed to score 10 goals. 10, yeah. Graham, please take over the scenario. Well, I mean, you just absolutely couldn't make it up, really, to be fair. And Last, um, last week, Argentina won what? 5-0, 5-0, it? 5-0 against Clapton Common. 5-0. So they needed the five again. They needed the five again today. So... I'm set up in the press box up at the Met Police ground doing the cup final. We're just about at the presentation time at that point, by the way. So yeah. I'm kind of doing the mic, trying to do a bit of Twitter, trying to get the results as they're coming in. And then all of a sudden, the result then comes in. Uh, what did it come in as? 5-1, I think it came in as. 5-1. So obviously that was only, or 6-1. 6 wasn't it? 6-2 it came in, that's yeah. right, 6-2. So that was only four goals. So it was like Argentina are tweeting out that they've won the league. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, lads. This is 6-2. You've only got four. You haven't got five. And then, of course, I'm getting WhatsApps. I'm getting voice notes. I'm getting missed calls on my phone. I'm getting text messages. I'm getting tweets. And the whole thing has just had a total bloody meltdown. It turns out, it turns out literally the last kick almost of the game, scramble, ping pong, additional time, (laughs) bang, it goes in. The whole place down at Reigns Park absolutely erupts. They all go ballistic. They bloody won the game 6-1. That's your five <laughs> goals last week. That's your five goals this week. That's your 10 on the plate. Give us the championship, lads. Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Do you know one thing that's more surprising, Graham? And I don't want to upset you because I don't know if you've been afforded the same. Go on. Someone DM'd me. Go on. No, I don't think I've seen any DMs. Go on. All right, so sorry if I'm upset you here. You and can boys, upset me. Jan Sebastian Graf. Oh, our s- friend from Argentina. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Hi, Andrew. This is Sebastian from Argentina FC. Every year we do a closing presentation. You guys will be invited and hopefully you can join us and have a great barbecue. Now, somebody else was sent that apparently. I think Mark got one. I, I haven't got one. That means I'm going to go then. <laughs> <laughs> He's got my meat. He's got my meat. No, you can't do that to me. You can't do that to me. But Sebastian, I mean, is, we need on. to get, we need to extend that invitation to Graham and come Mark, on. and then we can go. Uh, to be honest, in my position, man of my position, and and, and the the high regard that people hold me, and I don't need to invite Andrew. It's only the it's only the common people that need the invites, mate. That's true. That's Sorry honest. to break it to you. So yeah, so Argentina. You outsiders, you outsiders. Argentina take the title. Poplar Rovers, absolutely. Um, did you see a great? It was a great show on um, on social media of of the boys at Poplar. Uh, to, well, giving them a crack, congratulations yeah, and yeah, well yeah. done, and see you yeah. next season and all that stuff. I thought that was a bit of class. Yeah. Well done to the boys. What a nice but... little rivalry that is now yeah. between those two teams. And do you know what? They've had a couple of ding dong matches that I've refereed, but do you know what? Actually, other than a couple of little skirmishes, it's been very complimentary, very respectful. I think the Poplar Rovers lads, I think they respect the Argentinians. And if you go back to the 
the podcast that you recorded with them, they almost said that, didn't they? That actually the other teams weren't much of a challenge in the division with no yeah. disrespect to yeah. those teams, but they were really up for it always in that Argentina game. They thought that was the, that was the kind of the highlight game of the season. But I mean, you know, credit to the fixture secretary for leaving the um, fixtures the way that <laughs> oh. he did. I mean, very I told you, I, I, I told you, I'm going to be a nightmare tonight. I've <laughs> you're very, you're very self-indulgent tonight. Well, do you know what? I we've put on five <laughs> fantastic cup finals. I've got a right to be happy. You have in League but Nine. Congratulations, by the way, Argentina. Yeah, Commiserations to Pablo. You did a great job, but for a league to be won in that manner or by one goal, I just think credit to both teams for taking it as far as you did. It's given us great talking points. For weeks and weeks and weeks, we've not known what way that is going to go. Mm. What a brilliant ending to a brilliant division. Thank you very much. Yeah, and don't forget Argentina, Marcus Lipton Cup semi-finalist as well. Absolutely great debut season from them. Brilliant well season. Brilliant season. Well done, lads. Uh, in League Nine, Borussia Battersea do what they do and and smash the sides outside of the top Incredible. four. 9-0 win for the boys uh, in Battersea. Uh, against Lark Hall City, a strong win, perhaps not expected. That that's well above what perhaps what we would have predicted. Uh, Borussia Batsy have had a brilliant day. Well done, lads. Uh, and Renegades, I mean, they scored three grand, but they conceded twelve. Um, Renegades will be glad to see the back of this year. That's for sure. Yeah, that's ruthless from Old Town, isn't it? Who again? Give themselves that chance. Four games to go. You know they can get up to forty-one points. Yeah, and I tell you that... what, that those goals, those plus that plus goals, because Deportivo scored a, a load yep. of goals. Was but nearly swore there. Deportivo <laughs> has scored a load of goals. So AFC Ultra knocking twelve in today. That is going to do them no harms at all. Yeah, Deportivo have gone now, though, Andrew. You have to rule them out. They're gone. Um, oh, they've champions. won today, haven't they? They've won. The, they've won the league today. But we'll come on to that in a second. Uh, it's the Virgins are the ones that they want to watch. So their goal difference is 27. Old Town is 18 and they've got two games in hand. Um, that's going to be where it's interesting. But if the Virgins do their business and they win against Larkle and against Old Town, that will resolve that issue and the Virgins will then go up and Old Town won't be able to go up. So it'll be cool. interesting to see that result. Again, the fixturing scheduling is, is just on a different level this season, I think. <laughs> Uh, Deportivo played Brixstein and Deportivo <laughs> won 2 1, and they take the title. Um, it's been a topsy turvy year this year in, in League Nine, and only really the last couple of weeks. I know, Deportivo, you've had a great season, but for a little while it was Venezia Dons, for a little while it was the Vauxhall Virgins, for a little while it was Deportivo. Old Town have been sort of coming up on the shoulder of everyone. It's been a fantastic season and it's been really enjoyable to track it all. Uh, but the cows finally do it. Um, they've put the rest of the opposition to pasture and they've won the title. Well, that was a bit off field, wasn't it, really, to be fair? But um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, uh, what can I say? The only thing I'm a bit bitter about is that they got a goal difference of plus 66 and Fulham only got a goal difference of plus 63 after throwing the game at Sheffield yesterday. That's my only disappointment. No, I'm joking, of course. Um, what, what, a, what a season that the, that the cows have had. What a season. And, and we looked, didn't we, for a long time in that ninth division yep. for a team to grab hold of it by the scruff of the neck. Grab it by the and, horns? Well... I think you grab a ball by the horns rather than a cow, to be honest. Fair enough. Um, 
we wanted them to, to someone to grab it by the scruff of the neck and just run with it. And, and you have to say they picked up the baton, didn't they? And they've just, they, they in the end have, have run away with it. And I, I don't think there's going to be anybody that's going to complain that they are a deserving team. But just want a bit of a special mention for Brixistane to come off of the end of a cup final defeat. And it was a difficult night for them. Um, yeah. They were beaten by a very good St. Andrews side, as we know. Again, showed the integrity, came and played the game. And then that was a narrow 2-1. That's what we want to see teams do. So credit to Brixistan. Yeah, and them, them themselves have had a really good season as well. Don't forget, they were probably uh, the fourth team in that in that sort of running, weren't they? Uh, four teams, let's count, let's count them up. Old yeah. Town, Deportivo, Virgins, Dons, fifth team probably, yeah. Brixistan uh, and Bruce Abatsi sort of, Best of uh, the rest. chasing up. Yeah, uh, so but a good season for them to hang with those that type of quality opposition for most of the season and get to a cup final. Good season for you boys and, and a young team, as you told us Very uh, young, last yeah. week. So they'll, they'll, they sound like they're a team that will carry on. If they can stick together, they'll mature and the, the, the trophies will come. There's I no think two ways so. At this, at this level, I think this would be a, this is a valuable learning curve and things haven't always gone their way this season and they've had their, they've had their difficulties, but if they can overcome that and, and learn their lessons for next year, then I think they'll be a strong team. Agreed. Interleague 10, just one game. Well, one game awarded this week at <laughs> St. Andrews. Won't mind. They were, they, you said on the last podcast, they've been saying about the fixture congestion. For they them, were so enjoying they... themselves on Thursday after they won, when they realized they didn't have a game on Sunday. They, they weren't too upset about that. At no, all. they'll take the points. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's hard. They would have beat. They would have won that game anyway. But yeah, their fixture congestion is relieved by by that award. By that game being awarded to them. Two to play. They've got Andrew. They need one point from the two games to win the title. I mean, other than that, the only other way that they could essentially lose the title is their goal difference is different by eighteen from Masvida. So if they got beat, sort of. I don't know, 10 nil and 9 nil, or an aggregate of minus 18, then that would, or 19, that would cost them. That's not going to happen. They are the champions. They are the cup winners. You know, they are in the Marcus Lipton Cup final. They are on for the treble. They've had an awesome season, but just the one point to rubber stamp it is all they need. I think you're safe. I think you'd be safe to send the uh, League 10 trophy to the engravers already, to be honest. I think you could possibly be right. <laughs> two cup finals today. Have I forgotten any other cup results from the week? So what did we have then? We had the Silk podcast on uh, Wednesday yeah. night, didn't we? Newlands. Yeah, we had Newlands. Um, absolutely brilliant final, I have to say. I mean, bearing in mind, we've not played cup finals over at the Met Police ground. They have been absolutely on a different level with us, Andrew. They've been really, really good. Uh, very welcoming. You know, the, the water in the pitch. I mean, I don't think we've ever played anywhere where they've watered it before. Even like both <laughs> even like both um, finals today before, you know, they, they watered the pitch. And just to get all that dust out and to really make it as nice conditions for the players as possible. And I thought that was a nice touch. So that was a good 5-1 win for, for uh, Newlands against Bluebirds. Then on Thursday, we had the Dylan Rigobert. That was... Um, uh, 4-0 to, to St Andrews. Then, obviously, you touched earlier on on the Frank Blunston with um, uh, Sporting Continental and Cosmos. That was 4-1. So, I think some of these scores look quite high on these games, but actually, you know, they've been a lot more competitive, I think, than what probably some of the scoreline reflects. And that also happened, certainly, in the afternoon final that, that we played today. But I will let you read the results out, as you love to do. Thank you. Uh, in the Brian Howard President Cup Ooh. final, uh, South City took on Rosendale Sports. We've spoken about Rosendale Sports this year. They're promoted 
out of League 8 after being um, a lowly team in, in their division last season. They've, they've improved to the point of reaching a cup final and being runners-up to a very good Mundial B in their league. Um, but this time, this today, they met uh, South City in the cup final. South City, perhaps one of those teams along the lines of St Andrews who could find themselves leaping um, a few divisions or two next season. South City winning 4-1, Graham. Do you want to tell us how this one went? Yeah, um, pretty cagey start, I would say. Sort of both teams feeling out the really big pitch over there. Um, quite a positive start, as I say, for both sides, including Rosendale. And South City just got like two goals in two minutes. I think it was 3-0 after half an hour. And unfortunately for Rosendale, the, the, it was effectively over. It was 4-1 at half time. That's how it, and just the second half, I don't want to say it was a non-entity. I think that would be out of order to both sides, but it, it started to warm up at that point. And certainly from a Rosendale perspective, you know, and they cited it after the game, you know, there was a lot of sort of tight calves and heavy legs. And yeah. when you're four, when you're kind of 4-1 down at half time, I think in the back of your mind, I think, you know, probably you're not coming down, coming back from 4-1 in a cup final. And it is that mental thing where you already feel beaten. So the kind mm. of the second half, they, it just, it just, well, it just runs its course, doesn't it? But I, I have to say they have done, this is their second year as a club. They've done absolutely magnificent to, to, to get to that final and to get a promotion as well. So well done to them. South City, I think from, for their season, London Cup semi-finalists, Marcus Lipton Cup quarter-finalists. Um, they're about to win probably League Seven. Um, maybe next week in the double header against Barnstormers with no yeah. disrespect yeah. to Barnes. Could be a first part of a League Cup double. It would have been a crime for them with the season that they've had not to take any silverware from it in terms of one of the cup competitions. So, yeah, I have to give give them credit. But, yeah, two fantastic sides who we're very proud to have in the league. So, well done for a great final. Thank you. Uh, we'll read out the next one. This is the Donovan Thomas Cup. Southside United uh, focused their attentions on this cup in, we think no we'll, we'll give credit to Clapham Wanderers for their result uh, week, uh, last week but this was the focus for Southside United and it didn't pay off by the looks of it Graham they lost 5-2 to top deck close I have to say this looks a battering this was far from a battering top deck one up Southside one all top deck two one up 2-2 two, two, and we're getting towards sort of the last 10 minutes of the game and we're at 2 Oh no. And and on my word I have to say um, Mr. Mr. Donaldson um, Cameron Donaldson from Top Deck scored an absolute screamer. You've probably seen the tweet maybe earlier on. Oh my word what a, what a goal. It's going to be anybody and if we see a better goal scored in the finals than that I'll be very surprised and that was 3-2 with 8 minutes to go and it's one of them where both teams are tiring at two one down Southside get it back to two all all of a sudden the momentum is with them for 10 or 15 minutes they couldn't get the goal he then pulls up this goal out literally out of the top draw they go three two up and all of a sudden you just look at the body language and the, the attitudes of both sets of players Andrew where you see the top deck lads it's like they've just been injected with just yeah. some energy and they're absolutely now buzzing for it and the energy just literally just went out of the Southside lads they just looked dead on their feet, to be honest. And then, of course, very quickly after that, um, it goes sort of 4-2. And then the fifth goal, I felt a bit sorry for the um, the goalkeeper who made a brilliant save to tip it around the sort of uh, around the post and it sort of came back uh, off the post and then it sort of slotted home. 
5-2 flatters top deck, but the finishing from them was ruthless. But I have to say, this is probably my most enjoyable. I shouldn't probably say that, but it, it's already recording now, so it's too late. Um, yeah, we don't edit this. So if it, you think this is polished and edited, this is... It really is. This is live TV, folks. This is live TV. It's the most enjoyable cup. It was ding-dong. It was end-to-end. There was some brilliant football. There were a couple of mistakes. You know, there are a few tackles that went in. But I have to say, you know, from all the finals that we've had, Everybody has been so appreciative of, of the of the work that the committee have done to, to make the finals happen. And I want to give a big shout out to all of the match officials that we've had. I can't ever remember for finals us having as good as match officials as we've had. I am so ridiculously impressed. I can't tell you. Well done. Fingers crossed next week. We have exactly the same again. If we get two more finals like what we've already had, I will die a very happy man. Congratulations on that. Uh, Graham, I will see you on the other side for the all-important predictions for next week. Am I going to be as buzzing as much as this? We'll soon find out. (laughs) See you in a bit. Cheers, buddy. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So, back to... Our guests after Gibbs last week. Next up is Roger. We are going to focus on the contributors or with teams, should I say, the contributors with teams uh, over the next uh, week or so. So next week it will be Jamie talking about Greenwich Mariners uh, and their season. Uh, Roger, your season could have ended up a bit like the Mariners in terms of uh, for most of the season, it looked like uh, relegation could have hit Sahara 11 this season, but you managed to turn it round. Uh, once yep. you got the momentum going, um, January time, uh, it didn't really stop for you guys. And you've had a real good season. Uh, sadly, the last game you didn't play, I guess the appetite um, to play a, a dead rubber for you guys you know, and your players wasn't there after um, yep. some good semi-final performances. Uh, but Sahara 11, what we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. And I think you rated yourself a B, uh, out of a, a B grade. Would you, yep. would you stick with that now looking back at the season as a whole? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like, like we've alluded to, um, at the start of the season, we was, I mean, up until Christmas, we was, we was poor. Um, you know, players were losing interest and we was just, just losing every week. Um, you know, there was no signs that we was going to get ourselves out of a rut. And then, um, turn of the year, we turned it around and we put some good performances in, Made it to two semi-finals. Um, should have maybe have made it to a final, but you know it's what it is. Um, so yeah, I think on reflection of a season of a whole, I think a, a B is 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 where we're at, um, and and a good B as well. I would say B plus. But yeah, B plus. Let's go with that. <laughs> B plus, Andrew. <laughs> well, with 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 um, teams perhaps depart in the Prem Division. Do you expect to see yourself in the in the Prem Division next season? Um, I, I think it's a real possibility with with teams with teams leaving and 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 um, you know teams that are folded this season this season already. Uh, I think there's a real possibility that we'll be that we'll be moved into the prem. Um, are we ready for it? Mm, potentially, if we if we can if we can if we can um, play as we did in the in the two semi-finals, then then yes, we are. Um, but we're going to need to we're going to need to recruit recruit well. And that's going to be down to me to recruit well in the summer uh, um, and make sure we are ready and the commitment is there 
for for what is what is probably more than likely going to be a, a, a season in, in the Premier Division. It's looking like a good season, and at the time of recording, uh, over the last week or so, we see the the reemergence uh, of Selsden Town, a, a team that sort of the, my first sort of team that I ever um, refereed from uh, the Quidditch Municipal in the Plumstead Cup. Uh, yep. against Duchess of Kent, Selsden Town. Uh, they seem to be back. So it looks like, um, despite perhaps losing um, a couple of teams to rival divisions or rival leagues, should I say, uh, that some of the old faces are going to start re-emerging back in the quarter municipal, which can only be a good thing going forward for next season. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of the Selsden boys playing for me uh, this season. Um, tried, Tried desperately to try and get a lot of the Selsden boys on board for next season, but you know they 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 want to do it as a, as a, as a team again, and and you know I've got to give them credit for that. Um, you know they know how much hard work it is, and I'm I'm really hoping that they can they can they can they can stay and and get a good 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 number together because, um, as you know, they are a good team. Um, yeah. they they are a good outfit. They're good lads. They've got some very good players. Um, mm. so yeah, that can only be good. Can only be good for the for the Croydon League next season. So let's talk about Saha 11. We've, I think yes. we've, we, you've been on a couple of times as a guest and we've spoken previously, but just for those who don't know, you were involved with a team called AFC Shirley before you yep. got involved with Saha 11. So just give us a sort of whistle-stop run through uh, your experience as a, as a gaffer um, with the Quota Municipal, in, within the Quota Municipal. Yeah, so yeah, I was with AFC Shirley as a manager for... I don't know. I, I mean, I can't remember going on for probably seven, eight years or so. It might not be that long, but it, it, it felt that long. Um, before <laughs> that, before that, as I was I was player for AFC Australia as well. So, um, yeah, managing them for 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 a long while in the in the Croydon League, and it got to it's just we're just a mates team. That's all it was. Um, it, it got to a stage where we were all getting a bit older, you know, com- commitment wise. We were struggling a bit for numbers. Um, the last sort of two seasons I was there, we were struggling for numbers week in, week out. Um, and then, you know, the we had an offer as a, as a club really to merge with 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 Saha reserves. They were at the time, um, and I just I, 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 I thought it was an offer too good to turn down. Saha were were, were a relatively new team. Um, they had their, their first team was 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 very good. Um, they had the reserves, and I thought it was an offer too good to turn down. Um, Unfortunately, the rest of the Shirley boys didn't want to do it. They wanted to try try and keep the Shirley badger going for, for another season. So I just left um, and joined Saha 11. And then, and then the Shirley boys carried on for, for one more season. Um, but yeah, and then, then it was then joined Saha. We, we, we changed our name to Saha 11 because we didn't want to be called. We didn't want to be a reserves team. We, we felt we was, we, was, we was better than a reserves team. And, yeah. and, that, and that's no disrespect to reserves. Um, first season... Last year was our first season, and 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 it, it was it, it was it was it was a it was it was a good season. We was challenging in the league up until up until late, um, you know, probably probably January time. We was was it, we I, I wouldn't say we was we was one of the favourites, but we were still in the mix to, to definitely get promotion. Um, in what was in what was a very competitive Division One last season, we had the likes of Lambeth Lions, yeah. Selsden, Addison Casual. So it was a very competitive Division One last year. Um, you know, we put in some good performances in the in the in the um, Plumstead Cup, in the London Cup, where we 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 narrowly lost on penalties to Spartans last year. Um, uh, League Cups we didn't do so well in, um, but yeah, um, it was good. And then this season, 
this season they brought brought some of the AFC Shirley boys over. Um, yeah, started off started off terribly. Although we had we we won our first game and then then we just nosedived and went went tits up. Um, and then we finished off strong. Um, so so yeah, that that's 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 where we're at um, now. What's the trophy cabinet looking like, or not, or what do you see as a success so far with the with the Sahara Eleven? I know this season a third place finish, two um, cup semi finals, and only going out to uh, Prem Division teams. That's been a yep. good season for you guys. But I, I guess if there's no cups in the uh, in the trophy cabinet just yet, um, what do you see as an overall success? Is is the progression from from those dark days of November and December when it looked like uh, you'd be playing Division Two football for next season. Is turning that round a major success for you in in your eyes? Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, like I said, we got to sort of November time last year and and we was really, really struggling. Um, you know, players players weren't really turning up. Um, no, one was, no one was enjoying it at all. Um, you know, players that were turning up were getting frustrated because the other, the other players weren't committed and, and it got to sort of Christmas time and it was almost like, what what is the point in this now? Um, so so to have that turnaround from then till reaching two semi finals, um, finishing third in league when when it honestly I honestly thought we were going to get relegated at one point. I could I couldn't yeah. see a way out of it. Um, that 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 just shows you know that, that that's real progression there. You know, um, we 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 shuffled things around a bit when we moved. I know you called him the Croydon Messi, Alan. But we moved. <laughs> We decided to move Alan back into midfield, try and get him on the ball because Alan can play. He, he sort of played into a more sort of a Perlo role. Um, he could sort of dictate the game from there. It's the Croydon um, per- we'll call him the Croydon Perlo yeah, from now on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah love that. Um, <laughs> so I, th- I think that sort of coincided, so sort of that moving him, dropping him back and shuffling the pack around a bit. Yeah. Um, sort of coincided with, with with that, and and we started picking up. You know, once once you pick up one or two wins, then then people start showing up again. Um, people are enjoying it and, and it makes a real difference. Um, so, yeah, on the whole, you know, like I said, on the whole, I, I, I can't, I can't really, I can't really fault our season. Um, we've done well. The, the, the cup semi-finals, um, the Bosch Jam one, you know, we, we didn't really create enough to win that game. So we can't really complain about that. But the, like I, I think I said the other week, the casuals game, we created enough to win that game. Yeah, um, we should. Yeah, we you were you were gut, you were gutted about that game, weren't you? Really gutted. Yeah, really gutted because um, you know the start of the game we didn't have a goalie, and I thought, here we go, it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a roll. We're going to roll yeah. over, and Spartan, our casuals are going to kind of dick us. But we put in a real shift that day. We created enough chances to to win that game. We should have got in at half time, in my opinion, sort of two or three up, um, but we didn't. Um, and casuals scored scored their only goal and won the game, and, and that's football. So, yeah, you know, it's it's been a, it's been, it has been a good season considering the, the players you know player turnover as well. The last two seasons has has been ridiculous. You know, we've not we've not kept a core player a core group of players. We've we've turned over a massive amount of numbers. Yeah, um, in two seasons. So, yeah, it's been like I said, it's been, it's been a good season. Do do you have sort of player swaps between the firsts and the elevens, or do you just is it very much two separate groups of players? Just because there, it was such a dramatic uh, upturn that simply just moving uh, the Quadra Messi to become the Quadra Perlo, <laughs> that's not the only that's not the only thing that's happened to 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 turn things around 
uh, the way it has. Is there swapping of players, or is it just purely that no, some of the I'm, faces started turning up that you that you had planned to turn up from the start? I've not got. I've not got. Um, um, we're not. We don't. We don't register our players on whole game system in the corner league. So I've not got. I've only. Can, I can only register thirty players on mid two, and, and I've got my thirty. I've not. I've not got any of the of the other teams, the first team players, dual signed to, to myself. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you could have done with it, um, but any, unfortunately, none of them are, none of them are dual signed to me. Um, there's a couple of mine are dual signed to them because yeah. they can. they can do that. Um, but I've got none of their none of their players uh, have played for me this season. Um, what did happen is we found a, we found a decent goalie. Um, before that, we had a um, we had a chap who was in goal who wasn't very good. Um, that didn't help. So we found we did find a, a very good goalie who 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 was was an amazing second half of the season. It pulled off some really good saves, kept us in games. Yeah. Um, like so, we have got we, there's a there is a core of players that that we've that we've got. Um, but it was just I think it was just the fact that we once we picked up once we picked up a couple of wins, players then started players then started coming back. Um, I, I've, I always felt that if I could get a good squad out every week, then. I felt I could have competed with MMFC for the title, but that didn't happen. Second half season, it did happen. And we had players turning up week in, week out, wanting to play, especially when we was getting into the last stage of cup competitions as well. Um, players but obviously thinking, hang on, there might be a cup final on the horizon. I want to turn yeah. up every and get that. So it, it was just that. It was just, just the fact that, um, like I said, we changed things around, moved people about, um, and then our better players were showing up as well. So... Um, I think that that everything coincided coincided at the right time, and 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 we managed to pick up pick up our form. Aspirationally for uh, Saha Eleven is playing in the Prem next season. Does that does that tick a box of where you saw the club going where when you joined them? Is, does that match the timeline? Is that ahead of time? Is that behind where you think you should be? Uh, obviously, we're thinking that um, if teams do leave the the Quarter Municipal, uh, then they'll need to backfill some spaces and Sanderstead uh, have already uh, already folded before the end of the season anyway. So you were looking at two or three teams perhaps needing to be uh, promoted from Division 1. Does is, Aspirationally, when when you saw, when you wanted to progress Sahar 11, is the Prem next season where you saw yourselves being? Uh, yes. I, I mean, at the start of the season, I would have said yes. Um, I think even last season when I first joined, and, and the, goal, the goal was, the goal always was, Get into get into the top division in in the Corden League, and um, once I saw the Division One last season, um, I knew that was going to be a tough ask because they, we had some very good teams in there. This season, I looked at it, and I'll be honest, I looked at the table, looked at the teams in it, and I, and I honestly thought I should be winning it. We should be winning this division. Yeah, um, didn't work out um, unfortunately, and, and MFC to their credit with with the with the, with the form team, you know, all, all season. But yes, I think. I w- yes, I think the goal was this season always get yourselves into into get yourselves into the prem, and then compete compete to be to to be the, the best the best in Croydon. So yes, we I think we are on schedule. Um, uh, like I said, first season when I first joined, it was get let's get into the prem this season. But then when I looked at the table, saw the teams that are in there, I knew it was always going to be a tough ask. Um, so two years was 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 a real a realistic target, and um, hopefully. Hopefully we are moved up, whether by default or not. You know, we're going to be in the prem. Hopefully, yeah. Um, and, and targets are achieved. It makes sense to move you up, as I say. I don't think we should name any names of teams that are we've that are rumoured to be uh, yep. leaving. But Sanders did JFC take over 
um, the Spartans, the Spartans name uh, as as yeah. it's been uh, described, and uh, we expect some other teams to leave. We already know that Sanders did. Uh, have folded uh, so it should be a good Prem division next season with with moving up to the Prem does that mean that you will again look at cup at doing well in the uh, League Cup competitions or is it focused mainly on um, finding your feet in the Prem or do, or do you think you can generate a squad good enough to look at County Cups uh, and um, the two League Cups that you'll be playing in um, I think uh, I think always the priority is is um, is league. Um, I've, I've always I've always, I mean throughout the years I've always always said to the teams is its priority has to be the league. Um, yeah. Cups are a bonus. I think you you can concentrate on cups if you start to if you get through the first couple of rounds, then you can then say right we've got a real good chance of this now. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, first instance is all first instance is always right. Let's 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 have a good let's make sure we're good in the league. Um, and then cups are a, are an added bonus. County cups, I always want to do well in county cups, but it's never a priority. Um, that, I always feel like that can be a, that can become a distraction, so to say. But um, yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone wants a good county cup run. Um, it's good to play teams from outside outside of the league and, and t- new teams and stuff. Um, league cups, like I said, once once if you can navigate the first couple of rounds. Because um, there are potential to be to, there's potential banana skins if you, if you underestimate opponents. I think yeah. if you can never get the first couple of rounds in, then you can then start saying right, let's have a real crack at this now. But Agreed. like I said, le- league the league has to be the league has to be the priority. Who is emerged as a rival of yours, uh, be it with Shirley or be it with Sahar Eleven? Um, which teams are you looking at next season uh, and looking forward to playing? And and you know it's going to be ding dong. Uh, and it's going to be a battle. Um, I would say um, it's always good to go up against Russell and 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 Sanderstead or whatever their name's going to be next season. JFC. I think I think that that's 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 a friendly rivalry. I think there's going to be. I think there's there's bound to be a a, a, a bit of a rivalry with MMFC now. Yeah. Um, with the stuff that we've we've. I mean, it's banter on the podcast, but there's bound to be some sort of rivalry there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's and it is it's important to add that at the time when we were saying all that stuff, like people yeah. like Amari who do who do sort of um, interact with the podcast quite a lot on social media, yeah. uh, and with sort of te- texting and and DMing and stuff and talking about different various things to do with the league, he was involved with MMFC, so very yeah. much all of that stuff was tongue in cheek with MMFC. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, yeah, I mean, I never mean anything by it, um, but like I said, there's going to be there is going to be a rivalry there with MMFC. I, I feel, yeah. um, and also. Um, I mean, I don't know where what Woodside, what, what Woodside division Woodside will be in, but after we've had we had two sort of ding dong games with Woodside, the first game we we, we tonked them, and then the second game, I know we played them three times this season. The first game we beat them comfortably, second game we beat them again comfortably, and then the third game they absolutely tonked us. So there's going to be there's going to be um, a, a good rivalry with Woodside as well. So I think I think them three teams I, I really look forward to still so, so coming up against and facing off against. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Sanders said Woodside and MFC. Yeah, Wood, Woodside sort of went off the face of the planet uh, towards the end of the season. They didn't seem to play any no. football. Always a team that on their day uh, yeah. are a good are a good side when they fancy it. Um, they're yeah. a very good side. Um, so hopefully we'll see them back uh, next season. Um, yeah. yeah, we we haven't seen them play for for a very very long time. 
yeah, they've got some they've got some very good players, and and um, yeah, they, they all three games we played against them were, were competitive affairs. Um, the, the the last game when they actually tonked us, I think we give them a bit of stick because we beat them come to be the few weeks before. So yeah, there was there was you know standing on the sideline when we was losing five nil, and you got some of their players you know giving it, it was was not a nice feeling. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're a good bunch of lads. They got some very good players, um, and then we look look forward to locking horns again in in the in the next in next season. Nice one. So let's just have a quick review of the season. Yep. Uh, we've spoke, I, we usually get asked guests to do predictions and stuff, but I think where we're at the end of the season, I think we can skip yep. any predictions. But when you do look over the table, do you feel like it's a fair reflection on, on the quality of the teams? Or do you think a few few teams have been unlucky or or, or lucky to be where they are in the standings um, at the end of the season? Uh, looking over the leagues on a whole, I think, I think, I don't. I don't think you can ever say a team's lucky if if they're top of the league. They 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 are. They have been the best team in that league that season. Yeah. Um. I think MFC with with they they were the most consistent team. I'm not going to say they were lucky. They were the most consistent team. They deserved their they deserved their 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 their, their championships their champion status. I do think that. Um, I do think whereas we couldn't find any any form at the beginning of the season that didn't help us. Um. Uh, Woodside, Woodside, I thought Woodside would have been would have been up challenging as well at the beginning of the season, but yeah, but they they didn't for whatever reason. Um, so, like I said, I, MMFC were the most consistent and they and they deserve it. I do feel I don't I don't want to say they were lucky, but they they didn't have the likes of myself, Woodside. Um, we we didn't really we we weren't really consistent enough to to really challenge and I, and I, I do feel that if if we could have been if we if we had the consistency yeah um then we then we 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 would have been challenging um but other other leagues I think I think the right teams I think the right teams won it I think if you look into the Prem Spartans although they would they would they probably scraped it by the skin of their teeth towards the end of it yeah come at, at Christmas time you would have said they're going to win this at canter. Well, we did, I think, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. We see yeah, it. We said that. Um, it's only their form sort of t- dropped off and allowed allowed the door to be open to to, to casuals. Yeah. Um, Division one, we were saying all season that South Sea it was going to be a South Sea and Albo straight fight, and and sort of Duppus Dynamo Duppus slipped under the radar, and um, but they'd lose it by a point, I think, in the end. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they would they 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 can say they're unlucky, but. Albo were phenomenal all season, um, and in Division that's Three, be some, that's going to be some cup final between Albo and uh, Dynamo Duppers in the Intermediate it, Cup, isn't it? It really is. It really is, and, and um, I, I think Albo will fancy the chances, but I think I think Dynamo will want to get one over on. Will want to will want to get their hands on the cup um, because I, I don't think I don't think they lost. I don't think I don't think Albo beat Dynamo Duppers this season. I think they I don't know if they drew with them twice or I'm not too sure, but. Anyway, um, yeah, Dynamo Duppers are really going to fancy that in the cup final. So that's going to be... I'm hoping to get down to watch that game. That's, that's, that should be a real real ding-dong game. Yeah, um, game. And in Division 3, you know... That was the good... Uh, this is going to sound... Uh, pe- people think that, oh, you're just saying... It. Division 3 was the best division this season, wasn't it? 100%. 100%. It, it was. And, 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 and you know... And that doesn't mean yeah. quality and all that no. stuff. It doesn't mean that I'm saying that those division three players would go and win the, the Prem. No. That that division was so competitive and so exciting. There was three, there's three or four teams there battling it out. Santola, 
um, South London, uh, mm. South London Royals reserves, yep. Addington and South Surrey Park Rangers, but Surrey Park Rangers and Addington coming out of nowhere. Uh, to have absolutely fantastic seasons, all that top three any other year, probably win that division, putting in those points and, and having the performances that they did. Uh, division three, definitely the most exciting season to, right, to that, watch that, this year. Unbelievable. For the last few years in, in, in division three, we've had one team that have raced away with it and and, and it's and it's big, it's been boring. Um, but I mean, this season, Addington United, I think we, we saw them win their first game of the season and I was in shock. Yeah. And then they won the second, and then the third. I think they went five or six at the beginning of the season unbeaten, and it was like, what, 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 what the bloody hell's happening with Addington United? Yeah. Can they do this? And, and then, and then I think they went for a spell where they where they dropped a few points, um, but they kept on the coattails of South Park Rangers, who were unbelievable themselves. Um, they they've gone through a league campaign without losing a game, which is which is which is fantastic, mm. unheard of in most cases. Um, and then you've got the form of Surrey Park Rangers, uh, sorry, Park Rangers, South London Royals reserves, who, on like you just said, any other season would have would have would have been crowned champions. So it was it was it was great to see um, the competitiveness in, in Division Three, which we've not seen for a long time in the Croydon League. Um, and and I'm looking forward to see to that that, that battle with them three continue next season. Um, in, in, if they go up into all three go up into Division 2 which which in my opinion they should do yeah I mean there's a conversation to be had I guess internally uh, at South London Royals whether they whether they do swap the uh, the players around between each teams uh, and let Surrey Park uh, let um, South London Royals reserves become the first team essentially players wise uh, and let them continue their progress with Addington United and Surrey Park Rangers it's been a really good season uh, in the Quarter Municipal uh, for me this season, I managed to referee a few games, which was nice, and uh, yep. see a few teams. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the season with the Quarter Municipal. Hopefully, uh, with your with your committee hat on, I mean, how how has the season looked like as a whole from the committee? There didn't seem to be uh, too many uh, issues for me on the pitch. The, the teams were fantastically well behaved, and I guess that become that comes from um, respect for the committee and and for each other. It seems like a close knit community in the quarter municipal is is that a fair reflection of what you've seen from uh, in terms of uh, your your work with the committee very much so um and, and i mean we have discipline issues we've not had that many this this season i mean the biggest bugbear has been the amount of games that have been handed to the opposition yeah um, teams either couldn't get a team out or they just couldn't be bothered to play whichever that is i mean that that's been that's been the standout issue for us there's been far too many far too many games it was almost a weekly occurrence a team couldn't get a team out or they just for whatever reason, couldn't get a team out or couldn't be bothered to play um, so I mean other than that I think I think on a whole it's been good there's been a few there's been a minor I would say minor issues with with the odd team um, where where players have been acting up or whatever but I, you get that in, in, in any season in any league um, but yeah we are we are we are a close-knit community we're not we're not we're not a big we're not the biggest league um, around, um, so I think that helps sort of, sort of with that sort of community feel to it. Um, most teams know, most players know, most players from other teams. So, yeah, it's 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 been good on a whole. Um, like I said, there's there's a few issues with with teams not getting team not getting not being able to get players out for the game. Um, but on a whole, it's it's been a very good season. 
Great. So back to Sahar 11 for a few questions. I'm not going to do the whole teammates bit with you, but what I will want to concentrate is, is concentrate on the players that you feel have stood out amongst the, the rest of the crowd. With, with Who would you say is your player's player? Who is led by example on and off the pitch at Sahar 11 this season? You know, I think players, player, stand out would probably either be Jake Pitt, um, who plays in midfield. Although there's a few games towards the end of the season that he, he let us down, but on a whole, he's, he turns up every week. He's on time. Arguably the best player on the pitch every week. Um, him and... Um, I mean, Alan, you can't, you can't fault Alan's commitment. This guy... Drives drives up from Littlehampton every week to play football. Yeah, he's always nine times out of ten the first the first one first one there. Um, when I say, if I say a half nine, mate, he's there for twenty five past nine. Um, he puts a shift in on the pitch. Um, you, you're always going to get hundred percent from from Alan. Um, you know, doesn't moan, just gets on with it. Put him up front, put him in midfield, put him wherever he, he, he does a good job there. Um, so there's him as well. And also, um, probably, probably, although he's not played so much this season because he's had injuries and, and, and stuff going on at home, I would say Krish. Um, he plays, he joined me as a winger, um, but he's very rarely played as a winger. He's played in centre-back, centre-midfield, left-back. Someone who you, you'll put anywhere on the pitch, he'll, he'll give you, he'll always be no less than a 7 out of 10. Doesn't moan about it either. Um, wears the captain's armband a lot of the time when he's there. Um, you, when he's not playing, he's a, he's a big miss. Um, so one of them three for me, I would say. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could pick just one. Um, three candidates is a good place to be, though, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Very so, yeah, good. Them three for me. Who's your unsung hero? Unsung hero. <laughs> unsung hero for me would have to be. That's a tough question. Um, unsung. Do you know what? It might be. I might. This might be a, um, a, a contentious pick for me. I'm going to say Daniel, or as he called in the team, D Man. He's, he's not the best of players. <laughs> I think him. him <laughs> I, I think he wouldn't admit. Oh, no, actually, he wouldn't admit to that. He's not. He's not the best of players, but he picks up. He's always. He's always got a car full of people. He picks up players to get to the game. He may not be on time all the time, but um, he turns up to almost every game. Like I said, he picks he picks three or four players up. Um, he's he's a big voice on the pitch. He might not be always saying the right things, but he's always very vocal on the pitch. He's always trying to help organise, trying to you know corners, set pieces. He's always trying to put people in the right places. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I mean, we've we've had we've had we've we've had our not not arguments, we had our disagreements over, over the, the last two seasons, but um his heart's in the right place. Um he always wants to do best his best or do the best for the team. So yeah, for me, unsung hero, Daniel. D man gets it. Congratulations. Yeah. That's I mean, that's not a bad accolade to have no. uh, at all. Again, uh one standout uh, unsung hero. Uh it was clear there was no one else in your mind, so that's good. Uh, well, yeah. good work from him. Uh so over the course of last season, we might as well call it last season. Now it is finished yep. for you boys. Who was the best opposition that you faced? The best you played. Opposition. You played Addiscombe Casuals, but you you bossed the game. They, yes. they, you may not see them 
on paper they're the best team that you face, but on yep. but actually in game you 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 feel like you should have won it. So it might not be yep. them. You were right. you were handily handily beaten by Woodside, but I know at that time it was a it was a bit of a sticky period for you. So you might yep. just say we played absolutely terrible. Woodside didn't have to be that good. Yep. Um, yeah. So I'm putting words in your mouth. Um, but who who are the best team um, you faced? Best team we faced. Um, it's, a, it's a tough one because the games that we've lost, the games we lost heavily to, we was in, we was we was we was going through a bit of a sticky patch. Um, but I would say, uh, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say, and it's going to hurt me to say this. I'm going to have to say MMFC. I think. Cool. Um, I know, and and like I said, is that a little a olive, is that a little olive branch for the things you've said before? No, nah, nah, fuck up. No, nah, <laughs> 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 you know Woodside. I, I mean, Woods. It was. It was. It was. It'll have to be between MMFC and Woodside. Woodside is a tough one because we went down to ten men and we lost our goalie in the game when they absolutely sort of battered us. Um, so you know when we played MFC, we had eleven men on the pitch, and although we had a we had a our goalie was rubbish, we had a goalie in goal. So um, yeah, I'd have to say Woodside. Um, although, like I said, every all the games we lost heavily, or we 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 were comfortably, and we was we was we was in a in a bad spell in the season, and we we couldn't we couldn't buy a win for love nor money. Mm. Um, but just for the fact that we had eleven men on the pitch, um, we had a goalie in goal. I'd have to say MFC. Um, and okay. they beat. I think it was. I think it was. I think they won three or four one. I said Amari come on and bagged a hat trick. I think and something I'll never live down. Did you get all the celebrations so, right in front of you and all that? As well. Yeah, and they'll never let me forget it. So yeah, I love. <laughs> I'm going to have to begrudgingly say MMFC. Good accolade for them. What was your favourite game over the whole season? <sighs> favourite game this season has to have been the. I would say. The game against I've either there's two for me stand out Santola or or, or goal coaching cup games, um, probably the Santola one because I think okay. we, we went we went ahead um, and then we found ourselves behind. They were a good side, didn't they, Santola? They, they they're not a bad set. They are they are they are very decent um, uh, um, and they, they surprised me because you know I, they were a brand new team into the league. We we were drawn against them in must have been the league cup. Um, at home at Crystal Palace we was at and I thought you know this is going to be this is going to be an, an easy game for us but and we went one nil up and then we found ourselves behind and, and I was shell-shocked we were shell-shocked we couldn't believe it and, and then we went on to, we went on to win I think we I think might have grabbed the last minute winner as well in that game so I'd have to say um, yeah I have to say Santola for me was, was our most enjoyable game yeah, they are a good side and they were good to yeah. good to referee and uh, they had a bit of everything so yeah uh, I'm not surprised you said them. Uh, I yep. was in, I was impressed. As a Div Three team, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seems seems like uh, they shocked you. I think they shocked uh, Sinister JFC as well when I ref them. Sinister uh, getting through on the day, but yeah, I was impressed with the boys. Feel like a better pitch on the day might have might have benefited both teams. We would have had a bit more football. Yeah, I was I was very impressed with them. Very impressed with them. After after like I said we went we went up goal up early as well. I think um, I think early stage we, we we was on top and and they just they just had that you know about them where they weren't, weren't going to give up. They they, they yeah. were challenging for every ball. They was what well, they was. I mean, especially in the first half, they was they was first and second to every ball. Um, they were putting tackles in. They weren't they weren't they weren't sort of 
um, put off by playing a team two divisions above them. So, yeah, yeah, give them massive credit for that. Nice one. So, with your committee hat on, your contributor to a grassroots podcaster hat on, and your grassroots manager hat on, what do you think is being done well around grassroots to help develop and support it? I mean, in general, I'm just going to say in accordingly. In general, mate. I mean, you, you, you obviously you have a lot of eyes on the Coyne Municipal. So maybe what are the league doing well, and what else do you see that's being done uh, around around the community? Um, I think there's a there's obviously there's there's a lot of people willing to put a lot of time and effort, their own time. You know, let's not forget these people have jobs. There's a lot of people that give up their own time to help and and organise leagues and, and and run teams and 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 you know wash kits and just just giving up their own time. That's that's the that's the most important thing for me. Um yeah. I think as from from a committee point of view, you know, um I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know, me and Russell have come in this this season and, and we've tried to be um we've tried to be as as helpful and as as, as helpful as we can to teams. I'm you know I think most teams in the league know my phone is always on. If, if, if anyone's got a question, they can they can ring me, they can text me, um, and I pride myself on that. Um, if I can help a team out with in any way, they come to me with a, with an issue. I'll know. I'll say, look, it's nothing I can help you. If you've got to go and speak, to, I'll, I'll point them in the direction of the of the right committee member. Um, usually Russell, um, but um, <laughs> you know, there's that. You know, we like I said, as a committee, I think we've tried to be. We've, we 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 we're we're lenient when we need to be, um, you know. We, we try to be as helpful as we can, um, and I think that goes across across all all, all leagues. You know, um, I've seen I've, I've had a bit of an insight into the Orpington and Bromley League this year as well, um, being club secretary, and 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 they're they're incredibly helpful, um, incredibly well run. I must add, um, but yeah, there's there seems there's just a lot of it's it's not as when I first joined, I was I was sort of was a bit militant and you know this 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 has to be done but it's not you know a lot of these people are approachable yeah um you know, like i said i can phone up i can phone up whoever or people can phone me up and and there's there's advice there's help there's you know if i've got trouble with in orbiton I'll, I'll give jamie a, a message and say look who have i got a contact what needs to be done here and he's happy to hand out information or give me phone numbers so um that that's that that's 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 the standout thing for me the 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 help and assistance and and the, the amount of time people give up um just just for something that's not they're not getting paid for it it's a lot of yeah. stress mm. it is a lot of stress um you know yeah it's it's that for me brilliant great answer um what would you like to see improve um i think i said this last year um <laughs> no nothing's in, changed in, in in the Croy in in the Croydon League especially the 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 quality of pitches um, we don't have we, there's not a vast amount of of private pitches available um, council pitches we know can be can be although Purleyway's not not it's not it's not the worst of surfaces um, it's not great you no know, sometimes you'll turn up on a Sunday and the grass hasn't been cut um, so for me it's, it just that that would be the, the the most important thing the the quality of pitches, um, yeah the quality of pitches and maybe the quantity as well in, in the Croydon area because there's not there's not a great deal available to us. Yeah, the the whole of the league is essentially played on on two or three yeah. two or three venues, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I mean, maybe we maybe we can maybe we can help by that because at the moment I think our radius is 
uh, nine or ten miles from Croydon Clock Town. Maybe we can look at in, 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 maybe we can look at increasing that in the future to try and to try and help um, if teams want to, if if teams are happy with that. But um, yeah, we're, like I said, we're not blessed with with quality or quantity in in the Croydon area pitches. Um, I, I think if we did another interview in another year's time, mate, I think the same. The answer would be the same, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. For no, I mean, fault, for no fault of the league, but it's just, no, it's I think pitches generally across grassroots football, uh, whether, you, whether you're paying too much for, a, for a, an average pitch or whether you're yep. paying too much for a terrible pitch, I, I, think, I think the answer is pretty much uh, going to be pitches. Uh, we're not getting value for money, then, whichever way you do it. And, and that's another thing I should have said, value as well, because there are, there, are there are a few decent pitches around. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example. Croydon Arena, I made tentative inquiries about, and I was told it was uh, 120 pounds for an hour. Yeah, so, I mean, you're looking for 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 a football game. You're looking at sort of 240 pounds for just, and that's just for the pitch, and that's 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 extortionate. You who, I mean, yeah. no no team can afford to be paying that. So, no. yeah, as well as, as as well as quality and quantity pitches, you're looking at pitches that are available. The pitches, the decent pitches that are there, you're gonna have to pay through the nose for. So, yeah, be addressed as well. Definitely. Hopefully. I mean, where's investment going to come from? We don't get investment now. Why are we going to get even more to help make these pitches more affordable for teams? It's, it's not going to happen. Uh, but again, sadly, that's that that point is going to be made time and time again. Rog, this is the last part of the interview. Thank you for uh, the chat so far. This is the part of the interview where you get to have a little thank you and an open forum section for you just to give thank yous and, and give people shout outs who have helped you maybe with in, in the committee or maybe uh, with AFC Shirley or Saha 11. Uh, who are the standout people on your grassroots journey so far? Uh, who, who would you like to say thank you to? Um, this season in particular, um, this probably won't go down well, but you know, Russell, me and Russell have had, we've come, we've come to long heads numerous times this season we've had yeah. you know openly slagged each other off um you know on <laughs> committee chats as well we've we've had arguments we've had rows um we've disagreed about uh, plenty of things but um we always sort of make it up and um he's always there if I need to ask him something and and vice versa as well so yeah. um I would say you do need people like that didn't you I mean whenever yeah. whenever you're in a group with with people and you have disagreements it does disagreeing with someone sometimes isn't a bad thing and you do no. get good ideas that come come out of those conversations so that needs to happen and I'm glad you said that because he does get a bit he does seem to get a bit of um, a bit of stick from time to time Russell but it's, it's good to and, have and people like that he does and sometimes he may bring it on himself and and, and, and he, he knows how I feel and I've said it to his face well I think sometimes he does bring it on himself but sometimes um, sometimes it's unwarranted um, I do feel that I mean, I'll give it a prime example that Invitational Cup, and I know he's only trying to give teams more game time, which is fair enough. But the Invitational Cup, when Ian started up that second group, um, it to, to all and sundry appeared that <laughs> that he had left that to the last minute to give himself an easy an easy route to the final. But you know, he's given teams more games. Um, so 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 yeah, um, I would I would say Russell, you know. He, he's he's been good this season and bad, but mainly good. Um, <laughs> I mean, behind the scenes at Saha, you got the likes of 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 Locks, the chairman, who's 
phone's always on. He's always there. He's, he's you know, he's got a lot of time for a lot of people. Um, there's him, there's Yusuf, the, the, the first team manager, who's a pain in the arse. Um, <laughs> he's he's, a, he's a, 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 a lazy sod. Um, but, you know, again, if I need any, you know, if I'm having issues or, you know, I've, I've got to go and speak to the chairman about a certain thing, I'll go and speak to Yusuf first and say, can you sort of lay the groundwork and sweeten them up for me? Um, so, so him as well um, and then players wise you know obviously Alan I, I can't not I can't not thank Alan this guy like I said earlier on this guy makes the, makes the, makes the journey from Littlehampton up to Croydon every Sunday um, we're talking about an hour's drive at least I think it is every Sunday um, come rain or shine um, will always phone me in the week as well Um Nine times out of ten, we'll phone me after the game. And we'll have a we'll have a sort of tactical breakdown of what's gone on, what's went wrong, what we've done well. Um, so him, um, and then all, I think I'd, I'd, all the managers this season in in the Croydon League have been great, apart from MMFC fuckers. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, now all the all the managers this year have been great. You know, um, a lot of them now want to see good change within the league, um, and that's not always been the case in the past. Um, so all of them this season have been have been fantastic. So the new teams as well have been a breath of fresh air. The likes of Albo, um, Santola, uh, and the like have been absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, thanks thanks to all, all teams, all, all the teams I've faced this year. I've, I've enjoyed fifty percent of the games. <laughs> um, it's been <laughs> it's been it's been it's been a tough season for me. Um, I was asked to play a friendly. In two weeks' time, I've said that I need at least at least six weeks off from football. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to think about anything other than just just anything away from football for, until probably mid July at the very earliest. Now, um, it's been a long, tough season for me. It has. Uh, I just just need a rest. Culminating in the four cup finals coming up, we haven't had a, yeah. a quarter municipal section no. um, in the podcast, and I don't think we've got any. We've, have we got any game? Yeah, we've got games on the fifteenth, haven't we? So two yep. games to talk about, two, two cup finals. finals to talk about. Yep. Um, that'll be after this this interview. You'll hear Roger's section about the cup finals. But yeah, four more games to go uh, in the league. The uh, the league challenge cup final. Thank you to the league for letting us uh, draw that one all the way through. So no yep. um, no cheating on that one. No, uh, the invitational cup. We can't say the same about that one from Russell, can we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> no. And uh, the senior and intermediate cups um, have been good as well. So, uh, Rod, hopefully, I'll see you at the uh, the intermediate cup final. I'm lucky enough to be refereeing that one in the middle, and I look forward to uh, seeing Albo and Dynamo Dappers for the first time uh, on a big on a I've, big day. Well, I've not seen Albo. I mean, I've I've been on a pitch. They was on a pitch next to me if, uh, early on in the season. I mean, and I was playing, so I couldn't really, I couldn't really watch too much of them. So I'm, I'm, I'm to, I desperately want to get down there. I want to see Albo. I want to see what, 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 what the, uh, you know, what the big deal is with them. Um, and also, I, I, I think that's going to be a, a real, a real cracker of a game that one against the two, the two teams in Division Two. If you just hang on, all the listeners, if you hang on two minutes, we'll go into a bit more in depth on the on those yeah. teams uh, at the time of recording. Uh, we're gonna yeah we're recording this well ahead of time uh, but Rog thank you personally for all the help you've done on the podcast hopefully um, you continue into next season to give the brilliant coverage that we do uh, for the Quota Municipal League 
Um, yep. And hopefully plenty of new teams coming into the league and we'll see some some continued improvements on and off the pitch of the league. Yep. Um, mate, I'll speak to you in a minute, actually. Yes. <laughs> see you on the other side. Cheerio. So back with Jamie and the Orpington and Bromley predictions after Roger's uh, interview. Thank you, Roger, uh, for your Thanks, time. Thanks, Roger. Cheers, Roger. It's nice to hear Cheers, his voice, isn't it? We don't see him very often. No, he's too busy gallivanting midweek. And he's, he's doing the rounds in London. It's secret <laughs> meetings and stuff, apparently. Uh, right. Less said about that, the better. In the OBD SFL, four games to predict this week. Um, one massive game. Well, they're all big games, to be fair. The first one, let's do it. Uh, the senior division brings together uh, Essie Dons and Hatcham. Uh, Hatcham, the home side. I'm not sure where this one's being played. Uh, I very much doubt it's going to be played at uh, Beckenham Town. Um, this one is uh, second against first. Uh, Hatcham desperately need the win. Although we think with the situation of some teams uh, that are playing their football uh, at the moment, uh, all games are going to be um, given to their oppositions, irrespective of the results. So this may be, this division may be a foregone conclusion already. But Hatcham are second, uh, 38 points from 15 games, just a one defeat. Um, any other season, Jamie, yep. that's a that's a title winning season for them. As Dons have just been brilliant, literally. I know they had a little wobble um, where they exited some cups and they might have dropped points in the league, but. Yeah, you got to say they've they've led the race pretty much the whole, the whole way since they overtook Hatcham, and then yeah, but it really boils down to this this one game. It does. Uh, plus twenty three goal difference for Hatcham, thirty one scored and eight conceded is absolutely fantastic defensive work by Hatcham, uh, a team not really famed of late for having a tight defence. They're always been an attacking team, uh, but eight goals conceded in that division is absolutely brilliant. Well done, boys. Uh, and Essie Dons, 45 points from 16, one loss for them. Uh, 15 wins is fantastic. 40 goals uh, and 16 conceded, plus 24. So a goal, one goal better off goal difference-wise. Uh, and at the moment, seven points better with a Hatcham with one game uh, more with one game in hand that take them to 41. It seems like we're edging ever closer. If, ha- if Essie Dons win this, Jamie, that's the title is theirs, isn't it? Yeah. And um, yeah, no better incentive really for them to go and get up for this game. So yeah, I think Hatcham really, uh, Don's have got that cushion. So probably pressure on Hatcham, I would say, to get the win. Absolutely. Hatcham's last three have been an awarded game against Kamazi. That was last week. Um, a draw against Lambeth All-Stars, probably realistically putting the, the, the nail in the, in the coffin of Hatcham's title chase and then a 3-0 win against Kamazi. Uh, before that, um, Hatcham, of course, as I believe, have a FA a Kent FA Prem Cup final to uh, look forward to as they were reinstated into that competition following um, their opposition on the day playing an, an, an eligible player. So plenty of drama in that on that game that included um, some unsightly scenes, but ultimately Hatcham go through. And congratulations to Ryan and Dalhouse and Jamie and all the lads at Hatcham for 
correctly, it, it seems, being reinstated into the cup. Well done and justly. Uh, the SE Dons last three, uh, a 2-0 win against Kamazi. Haven't played since the 24th of April. That could be a factor. Uh, they won against Rocker Seniors 1-0 on the 3rd of April and on the 27th of March won 2-0 against Lambeth All-Stars. So not a hell of a lot of football played by SE Dons or Hatcham lately. The top goal scorers, though, Hatcham's top boy is Rodney Adaman Aruata. He's on the top scoring charts for two teams now. 10 in 15 appearances in the senior. Uh, Ryan James, 8 in 13. It's a similar return. Uh, Anis Nur, 7 in 16. They've certainly got goals and a tight defence at Hatcham. An impressive side in terms of their stats this season. Uh, SE Don's top boys, uh, Zach Anser, unsurprisingly, 11 in 20. Uh, Nathan Palmer, 11 in 18. Uh, Kieran Campbell, uh, four in 16. Jamie, do you think Nathan Palmer goes a little bit under the radar for um, SE Dons as, as, as the importance he is? We, we focus on answer, obviously, going forward as their top man, but Nathan Palmer seems to be there or thereabouts every season for him. I think uh, from outside the Dons, yeah, I would argue possibly, but they, they you can tell when you watch their stuff, they rate him highly and rightly so. He, he, he never he's, seems to be there every week for them. Yeah. Um, I know he obviously plays Saturdays as well so he's, he's there every week um, and you can pretty much hang a hat on him to, to get a goal and he seems to get a lot of important goals as well for them yeah he does yeah um, he might not be everyone's cup of tea but he's one of the players that I think you would definitely like to have him in your team as opposed to playing against them which is probably the biggest compliment you can give in football yeah I agree so the predictions the important part John has gone for a one-all draw unsurprisingly uh, he usually sits on the fence uh, mm. when it comes when, when the team name is Hatcham in it. Uh, so he's got splinters this week. Although it's not silly, it's not a silly it's prediction silly, by no. anyway. What do you reckon, mate? Oh, I really don't know with this. I, my head says Don's win and close it out, but Hatcham's defensive record is just so good, and they've obviously they've got to win if they want to have any aspirations. And I know the, the guys that run it will. We're keen to make sure that they, they push Dons all the way. So a draw's not a terrible shout. Um but I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit on the fence. So I'm gonna go for two one to Dons in this two, one. Two one to SE Dons. Uh because I know the way that the points are working uh on the predictions, I'm gonna go with a Dons win as well. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go I think one nil to the Dons I yeah. think it's going to be super tight this one uh, so 1-0 to the Dons for me but listen if you're not doing anything on on Sunday go and watch um, this one down at HSBC uh, on Sunday it will be absolutely brilliant the atmosphere will be great I think there's a real mutual respect between each teams each of the two teams um, so this will be a fantastic spectacle get down there if you can if you can um, it'll be a good one the next one is in the Prem Sports King against Groundhoppers. Uh, Sports King are top of the table. Uh, they're the home side. They have 33 points from 14. One loss for them uh, in their 14 games. Three draws, a plus 28 goal difference makes them um, not only the most points, but the best goal difference in the league as well. Uh, a fantastic uh, return for some of these players uh, under a new team name. Uh, we've, uh, we've bolstered from a talented other team. Sports King have been a welcomed uh, addition to the uh, Alberton and Bromley this season. Groundhoppers, a uh, disappointing loss for them. They find themselves down in fifth place uh, and seemingly um, out of it. I'm looking at the, the games played, 18 fixtures 
Uh, it's an 18-game uh, season, this one. So that means groundhoppers can only get six more points. It puts them on 31. They're relying on uh, cap- capitulation from uh, Saha and Elmstead to to get into that third place. I don't think that's going to happen, Jamie. Groundhoppers miss out this year. Yeah, um, that, that loss to Hacienda obviously meant Hacienda just went above them on goal difference. Um but yeah, it looked promising, didn't it? We thought they were they were in second and third for most of the season. We mm. thought they'd stay there and sustain it. Probably looking at Elmstead has been kind of mid table, but it's all changed around now. So yeah, they've they've got to give themselves a fighting chance. But it looks very unlikely with the the form Hacienda have now picked up, and obviously Elmstead with the extra games to play. Yeah. Uh, so uh, ground up is twenty five points from their sixteen games, five losses, seven wins, and four draws a fair to middling season it has to be said uh nine plus nine goal difference uh, for them sports kings last three games have been a two-all draw against hacienda uh, they could probably afford that after the one nil win against saha and they beat msl uh five nil uh before that as we've said many a time we have to go back until the first the very first day uh in january to find a loss for Sports King, which was the Kent Cup against Hatcham, who are the finalists. So uh, no embarrassment for themselves there. We've looked at Sports King a few times. Their top goal scorer is Daniel McCarthy, 9 in 12. Uh, uh, Manny Adetokumbo has 8 in 9 too. Uh, they're doing the business. Uh, a real good team. They sh- they share the, the work around as well. Uh, Groundhoppers, their last three, a loss to Hacienda, as we said. A loss to Beckenham Rovers, um, and then before that, a loss to uh, Bickley in the semi-final of the Paul Pickard or the quarter-final of the Paul Pickard. Paul Pickard, sorry, um, they haven't played very much football at all in the last month, in the last two six weeks. So Grandop is really starting games with a, on uh, cold at the moment. Jamie, their top goal scorer Dennis Dockey, nine in seventeen. Uh, ben McConville, nine in sixteen. Uh, Jacob Colonda, six in ten. They're not big numbers, are they, Damon? Usually, you need one of at least one of your strikers to knock big numbers if you're going to uh, if you're going to win the title. Yeah, you need that one guy who just get a goal at nothing, um, and, and even just if you're trailing and he gets you the equaliser or gets you a last minute winner or something, you know who. If you get a chance, they'll take it, and they're hard to find. So yeah, I see they've shared the goals out a little bit, but they don't have that kind of Louis Clark figure that Hacienda would have, for example. No. Uh, Ground Up is a fantastic club with great facilities down there uh, in yeah. Sydenham. Uh, we'd like to see them do well. Um, interesting to see what happens next season, obviously, with rumours flying around what, what actually happens and how how each of this, the um, divisions could potentially be rebuilt. So it's not none of these places where we're finishing guarantee or, or not. Um, promotion. So let's see what happens, I guess. Uh, the predictions for this one then, Jamie. Um, Sports King have to be the favourites for this. John going with a 3-0 uh, Sports King win. Uh, it's hard to see against a Sports King win, but I'm not sure it's going to be 3-0. I don't see it being a big Sports King win. They don't... They've beaten um, uh, Beckham Rovers twice quite handily, but not a lot, not a hell of a lot of times have they scored fours and fives. What do you reckon? I'll go my prediction first because I know you you often criticise me for copying yours. Uh, I'm going to go for, uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Sports King. Mm. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think Grenfell's form is is a bit of a worry for them. So I don't see them getting anything at the game. But yeah, I don't also don't see it being an absolute walk in the park for Sports King. Um, I think lack of consistent goals for Grenfell's probably means Sports King will fancy a clean sheet. So I'll go two 0 Sports King. Two 0 Sports King. They do of course play Saha uh, on Tuesday night at Homestow. If anyone's free, um, a win there, and that's essentially. Uh, the title uh, theirs. So a win against Saha and, and Groundhoppers in their next two games. And and I, I'm not sure mathematically it's done, uh, but basically um, it will be done uh, with those two wins. So um, a big week ahead for Sports King. Tony uh, and all the lads over there uh, at Sports King, uh, all the best uh, with the coming week. A tough one, definitely. Uh, the next one is in Division 3. Woosh, back to some kind of form after a good win. Uh, this weekend, uh, they play Hayden Reserves. Woosh are sixth, 25 points from 16. Um, a team that really started the season with with um, massive uh, promise, unbeaten for very uh, long periods and didn't seem to play for, for very much football, Jamie. And then when they returned to playing football, took, their season has taken a little bit of a nose, nosedive. 25 points from 16 games, seven losses and eight wins uh, in their 16 games, uh, one draw, uh, a, plus, a plus four goal difference. Again, bang, bang mid-table, that, that would suggest, and that's where they are. Uh, Hayden Reserves are third in the table, 32 points from 18. Uh, scored 45 goals in 18 games, so they know where the net is. 17, um, the goal difference for them. Woosh's last three. They've beaten Belmont 2-1. That's an impressive win for me. They lost to Hatchenbeck in the Manor 3-1. I think that was the that was the evening game they played recently, uh, and two one win over Old Langlands. Old Langlands season um, hasn't been fantastic. They find themselves just above the relegation zone. Uh, Hayden Youth Reserves, their last three has been a win, a four one win against Tudor Sports Rangers, um, a one nil win against the Wastils, and a two all draw against the Wastils in a double banker. So four points from a, a, a double banker and a loss to the Warren. Um, so a middling, a fair to middling time for uh, Hayden Youth Reserves, but they have found themselves in third place. Ellis sitting on their shoulder, uh, one point behind with two in hand. Um, the form Ellis are in at the moment. That's not a, that's not a safe position for Hayden Youth Reserves to be in. I wouldn't say, Jamie. It's not, and then this is why it's quite an intriguing game because Wish have got that outside chance with four games to go, nicking that spot. But I think Hayden have just got a hook get points on the board to hold off Ellis who look to be in red hot form so two teams must win really I think this one on Sunday yeah it's a big game and, and it's a good pick for that for that reason Zachary Cheeseman is the top man for uh, Woosh with 7 in 16 uh, Oliver Nicholas 6 in 13 um, yeah it's all mid-table stuff uh, at the moment for Woosh but they do have uh, how many games they've got left to play Twen- they've got f- um, 4 left to play uh, 12 points puts them on 37. So they're plen- they've got plenty to play for. Uh, Hayden Youth Reserves, their top goal scorer is uh, Jack Boxall. 14 in 16 is a good is a good season. Billy Gardner, 9 in 18. And Harrison Downey um, is 6 in 17. Um, so, yeah, this is a, this to me on paper, this looks pretty equal. This is going to be uh, an interesting game. John obviously plays his football in in Division Three, so the best place person perhaps to um, 
predict it. He's gone 4-2 to Hayden Reserves in this one. Mm, um, I, don't know, I don't know about that. I'm looking at it. I mean, they have averaged around four a game. Uh, yeah. They've conceded around two, around two a game. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I can see the sense think, in it. I just think they're not sparkling great. For a team that's sitting third in the promotion place, here they're not in great form. Um, but the fact that they've not been in such great form and they're still there shows you that the rest of the division all keep beating each other as well. So, um, oh, I don't know, Wish we, we thought they were, were going to be right up there, didn't we? And then they just yeah. fell off. But um, I actually think this might be a draw. I'm going, yeah. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for a tribute to the man himself and go for a 2-2. <laughs> Fair enough. Two all for Jamie. Uh, I'm going to go... Oh, why the hell not? I'm going to go for a whoosh win uh, on this one. Just because I can. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to whoosh. Why not? Why not? Interesting. That would really open things up, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm anticipating. And as I'm saying, they're, they're currently seven points behind Hayden. Uh, so the two games in hand don't even don't even put them into, the, uh, into third place at the time of recording. So with Ellis... Uh, with the same amount of games played, I can't see uh, Ellis six points ahead of Woosh. I can't see Woosh getting involved in the top three with Ellis just looking so good at the moment. Actually, the second least losses of the season have been Ellis, only the three. Um, so again, any other season, Ellis may find themselves top once they catch up. They would have found themselves in in the top position um, with their games in hand played. Interesting times in Div 3. Uh, the last game is... Phoenix Fours against Ministry of Ball. Jamie, you you set it up earlier uh, <laughs> and now we've brought it to reality. We've spoken it to reality. Phoenix Fours taking on uh, Ministry of Ball. This is fifth against fourth uh, in the fourth division. Um, Ministry of Ball, really the outside chances, uh, as we said, uh, for Qualify Four being promoted this year. Um, they've played a game more than Crayway and are three points behind them. Uh, they have 34 points in their 19 games. Phoenix Sports 4 have 25 in 16. They need to get every win from their remaining four games now. 12 points would put them on 37. So they, Phoenix Sports 4, really need every win and hope that goal difference is the way uh, that they find themselves promoted. Uh, Ministry of Ball, uh, Phoenix Sports 4, 25 from 16. Ministry of Ball's last three games, Played a few double bankers, so um, hang on a minute. Uh, they won 1-0 and 2-1 against Inter Milne in the weekend, just gone. Uh, and the game was actually played on the field uh, on the 17th of April. They had another double banker, both one-alls and nil-nil draws against uh, FC United of Bromley. And before that, on the 10th of April, they won 4-1 against Broccoli Reserve. So a bit of a sketchy time. The real indicators of where they are, they lost 3-2 to Crayway, and that could be on the 3rd of April, that could be the one result that Crayway are looking at and thinking that was the one that got us promoted because that's that looks integral now to their promotion push. Uh, Jeetan Maliki is Ministry of Ball's top goal scorer, 19 in 22 with 13 assists. That's a decent season. Uh, 20, 22, 32 um, involvements in goals in 22 appearances is fantastic. Uh, Juan Din has nine in 20. For Ministry of Ball as well with seven assists. So important players for the, for the mob, as we call them. Uh, Phoenix Sports 4, their last four results. A loss to Wilgar on the 27th of April. 
Um, a 5-0 loss to Crayway, again, the reason that Phoenix Sports 4 may find themselves uh, struggling to get in amongst that promotion um, party is the results against the teams up there. Uh, and they obviously lost in the Vic Farrow semi-final against um, finalist Hazen Pickast, beaten finalist in Hazen Pickast. The Phoenix Sports 4 top goal scorers, uh, Albert Caton, 9 in 13, uh, George Whitelock, 6 in 15, and Tommy Brenland, 5 in 6. Not bad for Tommy, six appearances, I bet the boys at Phoenix Sports 4 will wish Tommy had played a little bit more with a goal, a game-to-goal ratio like that, Jamie. Jamie, what do you reckon on this one? This is tough, isn't it? It is tough. Um, like, you know, two teams, I think outside chance is probably right, given that the fact that Crayford Arrows Reserves and Crayway have managed to stay where they are in that top three for a long time. Um, obviously, well, Garkham flying past them with all the games that they got in and, and won the title. So, um, the two teams will be conscious, I think, in not letting these guys back in. But they, all these two teams can do is just get points on the board. Mm. Um, I think it'll be very, very tight. Um, I think Ministry of Ball, good kind of double banker, six points they got at the weekend there. So, uh, I think they'll have their tails up and I think they might win at 3 2. 3 2 to Ministry of Ball. Ministry of Ball backed by Jamie. Uh, Phoenix Fours predicted to win 3 1 by uh, John. I'm going to back Ministry of Ball as well, I think. Uh, this is their last game of the season. They'll want to go out with a bang. Uh, they know winning it puts them on equal points with Crayway. They know that they need, they'll need they need to win by at least three on Sunday to go above Crayway, albeit momentarily. Uh, Crayway, more games left to play. Uh, so this is a, a good game. I think Ministry will, will go all out for it uh, and I can see them winning three. What did you say? Peter. I'm going to go 2-1 then to Ministry of Ball. Um, but a, any result here is is not a, not a silly yeah, one. Can, Phoenix Sports can go either way. Yeah, it really could. Uh, let's have a quick look through the fixtures for the coming uh, seven days uh, in the league. Uh, games. We've got some midweek. Oh, yeah, we've got yeah. Saha midweek. One midweek, Saha against Sports King. That is essentially make or break the season for Saha. And essentially, if Sports King win that one, uh, we feel like they'd have one hand on the, uh, well, one hand and four fingers on the, on the uh, Prem Division title. Uh, it'd be a hell of a lot of work and a massive capitulation by a sports king if if winning on winning that game, um, they they don't win the title. So that'll be an interesting one. Down at Holmesdale, seven forty five kickoff. Get down there and watch if you can. Uh, some big games in the uh, senior division. Uh, Kamazi Kenningwell. Uh, it will be a battle. Both teams going for wins as they see out their season. Elmstead MSL. Elmstead looking to uh, they could potentially capitalise on a on a Saha loss this weekend uh, they'll be hoping for that so they can with their games in hand get involved in those promotion places Royal Southwark Hatch and Royals brings together um, a real good attractive game of football that that will be uh, LSU looking to push up the, their ta- their table uh, w- with a win against Chislehurst uh, let's have a look at some more games we haven't spoken about Ellis Athletic against Old Langlians that's a double banker so that one's interesting for Ellis. They'll be looking to get six points this weekend against the team sitting just above um, the relegation zones, Jamie, uh, yeah. and and probably uh, occupy that third um, promotion place in Division 3. That'll be a real good game. Uh, Crayford Arrows Reserves and Inter Milne also 
um, a double banker. And I'd assume that would be Crayford Arrow's season virtually over. They seem to have played quite a few more games than everyone else. So an interesting one. Um, and last but not least, um, Hatton Beckingham Manor take on Canterbury Red Stars in the Kent Sunday Junior Trophy down at Maidstone FC. All the very best to Hatch and Beck in the Manor. Two Hatcham teams in their respective County Cup finals this season. The club has represented the league uh, handsomely this year. Hatch and Beck in the Manor looking to add the junior trophy um, to the Vic Farrow Cup this season already uh, in the cabinet. And the league title looks almost done. Jamie, uh, if Hatch and Beck in the Manor don't win team of the year this year, on the back of winning potentially winning this junior trophy, um, something would have been gone. Uh, something would have gone very wrong with our voting listeners. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I, John likes upsetting people on Twitter, doesn't he? So <laughs> you, you never <laughs> know when it goes to the poll. But um, yeah, no, all the very best of luck to him and his team. Uh, yeah, it'd be great to see them winning that. And then obviously, it's more or less that's them secured their treble, which is fantastic. So yeah, all the, all the best of luck to him on Sunday. Yeah, uh, the the OBDSFL teams in County Cup finals has been a little too far, too few and far between, uh, given the strength and depth in the league. So uh, hopefully Hatcham, uh, Beckenham Manor can do the job. Uh, all the best, Jamie. No games for you guys this week. We've got some football to talk about next week, though. So I look forward to speaking to you then and have a good week. See you later. Back with Gibbs and the predictions. We are joined by Mark Dolby virtually by the power of WhatsApp. Mark has submitted his predictions for our four Westford games um, of the week as chosen by Gibbs very late in the day. It was today, wasn't it? To be yeah, fair. much later than normal. Blimey, I forgot I all about it as well. I just assumed it's we just assume it's all done because we're so we're so organised usually on the ball normally. But yeah, blimey, literally, I don't look through. But I think when we're coming to the end of the season now, and there's not as many games mm. as normally, the uh, it's quite it's easier to choose. Right, the first game is a big one: Granite against Barnhurst. This brings together fifth in the table at home to fourth in the table. Uh, Granite's. Of Granite's fifteen uh, of ten games, they've managed fifteen points. As I say, fifth in the league. Uh, Barnos find themselves fourth. Uh, they were down the bottom of the league uh, not so long ago. A good run of form for their them has seen them rise through the table. Uh, fourth after ten games, they have sixteen points, so one point above their opposition this week. Uh, Granite's last three have been two wins uh, and a loss. Uh, Barnhurst the same two wins in their last three uh, 12 goals scored by Barnhurst in their last three games so they're on fire at the moment helped by six goals against um, Rising Talents this weekend and I think four or five against Metrogas a couple of weeks ago so they're on in good goal scoring form uh, talking of the goal scorers Timmy Osabodu is the granite top uh, goal scorer he's been there for a while nine goals in ten games for him uh, Luke Coleman um, a name that won't surprise anybody is the top man at Barnhurst. Luke with 24 in 13 games, doing what he does best and scoring well over a goal a game. Gibbs, this is a tough game. You've played both of these teams this season. Uh, you gave Granite, um, you defeated Granite, but you were handily um, brushed aside by the Barnhurst boys. You've seen the best of both teams. Um, what do you think on this one? Um, 
yeah, I mean, when we played Barnas, obviously I've said it several times. We played Barnas ball. We got in. They got into uh, some of the heads of some of the lads, and um, we ended up playing their style of football. Um, Granite was just a tough game, if I'm honest. On another day, they could have swept us aside as yep. well, but we defended really well. We that they had two or three off the line, so it was a tough one. I'd. Uh, I, it's on that. It'll yeah, probably be on that big pitch at Elton Town. I think it's Granite's home game. Uh, do you know what? I'm probably. Gonna, I think it'll be. I'm going to say three-one Granite. Three-one Granite. Big shout from Gibbs. Uh, Mark has backed Barnes to win three-two. Uh, I'm going to back Barnes. They've been in good form. They've played a lot more football than Granite have lately as well. Uh, I'm going to back Barnes to win two-one. It's going to be good. Both teams to score. Barnes to win. I was once told by one of the Barnas boys uh, is the bet to do. So yeah, both teams to score and Barnas win 2-1 for me uh, for Barnas. Uh Granite will be happy with their first with their season back in the senior. I know they were a little bit worried. They won division 2 last year, so another team um, that I think has been uh, double jumped. So they'll be pleased to be sitting in a comfortable position in um the in the prem division should I say. Uh, in the senior, sorry, in Westfer. Um, they'll be looking forward to next season already. Uh, next one is Forza against Alpington Eagles. Um, each day that goes, each game that goes past is is getting closer to Alpington Eagles' last uh, game. In Westford, they've announced that they're stopping it. They're stopping the team. Uh, shout out to Arthur, who I know is having um, some medical um, problems at the moment or some health issues yeah, uh, we wish you all the best mate a lovely a lovely guy who I've had the pleasure of meeting a few times on the podcast uh, who I know listens to the podcast so Arthur um, all the best from us mate and, yeah, all, the, uh, all the best Arthur hope you have a full recovery um, this game sees second place Forza um, against third place Alpington Eagles uh, I don't think this is the last game it might be anyway uh, Forza have 26 points from 12 games uh, Alberton Eagles have 24 points from 15 games uh, form wise Forza have won two of their last three um, I think there was a double banker in there that I've counted as one win because they won both the games uh, Alberton Eagles have one win in their last three but one of those games was a draw so no losses in the last uh, two one loss in their last three uh, Josh Lee is the Forza top goal scorer 20 goals in 24 and David Bentley, not that David Bentley, has 22 goals in 22 games for the Eagles. Uh, this is a good game because the Alpenton Eagles, although they're, they're finishing, they'll want to go out on a higher. They'll want to win yeah. every single game they can. We know that they're a close-knit team. We know that they go out and they give everything blood, sweat and tears for the for the shirt. Uh, obviously, with Arthur's um, health uh, at the moment, not at its best. They're probably playing for Arthur as well and they're extra fired up for that. Um, it's going to be a good game. Mark Dolby has predicted a free-all draw for this one. Um, what do you think, Gibbs? Um, I think Forza are going to want to bounce back after the loss on Sunday. Yep. Um, they've probably still got aspirations of uh, winning the league as well. So, um, I know... Uh, Eagles will probably want to go out on a high, but I can. I think Forza will have this, you know. I think Forza four two, four two to Forza. Um, I'm going to go Forza as well. Um, I'm going to go three two to Forza. They've scored a few goals this year. This will be a ding dong. This is this is two old school teams. This one and this will be a good game. Uh, I think Forza play at Shooters Hill at Shooters Hill Rugby Club. 
Um, that'll be a good one. Uh, the next one in the Prem, in the senior, sorry. Keep making that mistake tonight. Metrogas against New Cross. This puts together first against second. Uh, Metrogas flawless so far this season. 27 points from their nine games. Uh, their first. Uh, New Cross are second. A great turnaround for them. 22 points from 11. Uh, two points per game average. Uh, usually means promotion in Sunday league football. Got to be very unlucky if you don't get promoted after that. This uh, would be a great game, this one. Metrogas's last three. Uh, three wins out of three, including one cup win. Well done to Metrogas. It's the first piece of silverware in the locker, in the trophy cabinet, should I say, this year. Uh, New Cross have two wins in their last three, and one of them games, um, one of those three was a draw, so unbeaten in their three. James Dyer catching all of the headlines for uh, What Metrogas. a player, by the way. What a player. I'm hearing rave reports about him from the cup final the yeah, other night. what a player. Honestly, yeah. he scored a great goal in the, in, the, uh, in the final. But what a player. Just full of running, full of legs, full of tricks and... Um, just a, you know, like when you watch a player, he's not, he don't run around like an endless chicken. He's an intelligent player. Do you know what I mean? He links the ball up well. He's he's got all all aspects of his game. He's a good player. I hear this, and he plays at a good level on a Saturday as well. Thirty-one goals for him in nineteen games. Uh, New Cross, a very impressive um, forward line. Leo uh, Goring is their top man, top goal scorer, should I say, with eighteen in fifteen games. But I wanted to give uh, Kyle. Uh, Mundell Smith Kyle, is it Kyle or Kyron Kyle Mundell Smith a shout out I should have wrote, my handwriting is dreadful 18 goals you got uh, that doctor's prescription <laughs> right, didn't you? You know, it's just scribble. Yeah, I was rushing uh, 18 goals but 22 assists in 21 games wow. so 40 goal involvements for Mundell Smith from New Cross this season what a good season that is um, this is going to be a good game uh, we've seen Metrogas brush off most challenges they've had from senior opposition. Uh, I've said earlier on the uh, results section, Gibbs, that they've addressed that leaky defence that they seem to have adopted yeah. uh, for a few games uh, with a clean sheet this week. Um, is it going to be a clean sheet this week against New Cross? No, I don't think so, but I'm going for another home banker, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, this will be my third home banker on the spin, so... Uh, be a good accumulator. I think I'm going to go... Um, Saints telling me 3-1, but I think it'd be a bit closer. I'm going to go 2-1 Metrogas. 2-1 Metrogas. I think Newcross will score this week as well. Just with those goal scorers, uh, I'm mindful that all the Saturday football now has stopped as well. And I know Newcross do have a few uh, good players um, that turn up for them uh, from time to time that perhaps aren't available every week. But now that level of football's finished, perhaps we're starting to see... A little bit of a turnaround for some teams with, with player availability uh, at that level. Um, that said, I'm going to go 3-1 to Metrogas. Oh, you nicked my result, didn't you? 3-1 to Metrogas. Uh, Dolby going for a 4-1 win to Metrogas. Um, he can see a big win. Goals galore. Goals galore this weekend. That'll be a real real good game. Get down to Metrogas if you've got nothing else to do. No, uh, we'll get down the, to VCD. Get, oh yeah, get down to VCD. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Red Velvet take on Crayford Athletic. Sadly, a bit of a formality, but an interesting one. Gibbs going with a few uh, teams close to each other uh, in the table this week, which has been nice to look at. Um, Red Velvet, they're top. They're champions in Div 1. A real good division this year. Well done to all the teams uh, for making that such a good division. 29 points in 11 games so far for them. Crayford have 24 points in 11 games. 
Um, a good turnaround for the boys. It looked like they were sort of coming to the end as of a cycle with that team, moved over to Westfar uh, and just thought, I don't know what they thought. They needed a refresh, <clears throat> but it seemed they were going through the motions. Maybe COVID has affected them. And now we've had our, we've had the reins uh, released. Uh, Crayford have found themselves again in Westford and had a brilliant season, made a good account of themselves in cups. Red Velvet, we know, have a league and cup double to talk about for 21-22 season. Well done, boys. Both good sides. Both really good sides. Been um, great additions to Westford. They have. Um, three out of three wins for um, Red Velvet and two out of three wins for Crayford. Uh, Liam Donaldson is Red Velvet's top man. 29 goals for him with nine assists in 27 games. Um, a real standout player for Liam uh, for Red Velvet, but they are a top side. They've got good players all around the pitch. Uh, Dean Tiley is uh, Crayford Athletics uh, top man, 10 goals in 17. I like Dean. He's a real good, honest player, runs and chases and, and does a lot of things. Drops deep, can pick the ball up from midfield. Good player, nice guy. Um, this is going to be a good game, but Gibbs, do you think uh, this is going to be a little bit of a, a end of term game? Yeah, I think this will be another home banker. Okay. Um, I think I can't see anything past Red Velvet, to be honest. They've been very efficient in what they do. Yep. Um, and now the Saturday football stops as well. I'm sure they'll have a few more people that maybe want some minutes as well. Um, I, I can, I'm going to say 3-1 Red Velvet. 3-1 Red Velvet for Gibbs. Um, Mark back in Red Velvet to win 3-2. He'll want a win more than anything, so they go back to Eltham Town and spend a load of money behind the bar, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be at Eltham Town anyway. Um, what do I think? Uh, I'm going to go... What did you say? 3-1 Red Velvet. I'm going to go 2-1 Red Velvet. Um, but they, I saw Crayford a couple of weeks ago against the Bandits, uh, and even with 10 men, they were real good. They moved the ball around nicely, and you can tell they've played t- with each other for years. Uh, but so have Red Velvet. So this will be a good one. Yeah, but 2-1 to me for Red Velvet. Let's have a scan through some of the fixtures for next week. That's the 15th of January. Fred Jolly final at VCD. Peckham Rye versus Adas. It's always a good one. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, mid, a couple of midweek games. Uh, Barnhurst take on Granite on uh, Thursday. Thursday, obviously the reverse Sorry, of that. Sorry, Tuesday that is. Sorry, it's Tuesday night. No, it's tomorrow night. No. Tomorrow so, night at uh, the Theatre of Screams. They, yeah. they play each other. Then obviously the fixture is reversed on Sunday. Um, probably should have waited for that result to make, make our predictions. The Jewish Shield final takes place on Wednesday. That's a big one. Um, under the radar looking to add another cup win to their season uh, to make it a cup double and they'll hope um, the Prem Division title and a massive season for them. Uh, Gibbs, Wednesday night, is that the 12th? No, mate, Thursday's the 12th. Thursday's the 12th, losing days. Um, Ad- oh, that's not your final, is it? Adidas take on the bone. Come on, bone! Adidas will be uh, buoyed by their big cup win this weekend uh, against Strugglers, Ravens, Bourne. We haven't no- I've not noticed them play for quite a while, um, but I haven't noticed them getting tonked either. Um, so an interesting one. Uh, Mer- Meridian take on Borden Sports A on Sunday. That should be a good one. Uh, Crockenhill yeah. taking on Kingfisher is a bit of an old rival. Old derby, isn't it? Yeah, that's a nice game. 
Peckham Rye versus Adas. Uh, <laughs> we'll get, we'll so get BCD, there. Sunday, 10.30. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, Hartford taking on Kingsford. Hartford, um, without them, uh, top man, uh, Louis Clark, this weekend against Inter Belvedere. Uh, they'll be hoping that they can avenge uh, that on, against Kingsford and get a win. Yeah, uh, They need to win. All team, all of those teams, um, Kingsford, Hartford, need to win all their games now. I believe Barker and uh, Inter Belvedere are finished their season. Interesting one. In Div 7, the best division, uh, New Cross Derby, New Cross Rovers uh, Reserves taking on in across. This is like AFC Wimbledon versus um, MK, MK Yeah, MK. Uh, Ravens born twice, play twice this week. Uh, they play Hot Shots on Sunday in Div 7. Eltham Lions take on struggling Sporting Greenwich. Your ass has never been so pleased to see. Uh, never. They finished second bottom. Yeah, Sporting no, Greenwich. Been a struggle for them this Peckham year. Peckham Rye versus Adas at VCD. 10.30 kickoff. Uh, in the Fred Jolly Memorial Trophy, uh, Peckham Rye take on Adidas oh, Athletic. Uh, Gibbs, I saw them yesterday. Um, they're definitely beatable. Uh, but you're not in fantastic form at the minute. Mate, we're not in great form at the minute. Um, we're carrying a lot of injuries at the minute and we take nothing for granted. We lost in a cup final two weeks ago. Um, so anything can happen. Um, there's no favourites. If anything, we're underdogs. So, <laughs> Well, they uh, are cup winners at the moment. They are cup winners. So yeah. do you know what I mean? They're on for a treble. So they're going to come out all guns blazing. We're going to have a patched up squad. Um, I mean, all jokes aside now, how do you... How do you right wrongs from that old Fortranians game? Obviously, you're playing the team now. Well, we'll start by trying to score a goal. That would be one up yeah. from last time. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, in the Fortranians game, the the only thing we could have done was move the ball quicker and try to drag them out of position. But I think sometimes the same happened against Baldham when we played them. When you beat a team in the league, you kind of get a false pretense of what's going to happen. Yeah. And, um, and we came out, we had a good warm-up, we was all there on time, there was no one running late. And I, I don't know if the occasion just got to people or people's friends and family were there, so they wanted to um, try, too much. try too much. But we didn't move the ball quick enough um, in certain areas and drag them out of position. Defensively, they're very solid. Um, and they got two banks of four behind. So we have to learn from those mistakes, use the pitch, move the ball quick. We don't we don't need heroes, do you know what I mean? It's not FIFA or nothing. You don't want to press R2 and have to run past everyone because it ain't going to happen. Yep. So um, we just have to move the ball, play our game like we have all season and um, and hopefully come away with the win. But we will not be taking them for granted by any means because they're a, they're a good side and they're in they're in two cup finals and challenging for the league for a reason, you know, so. Yeah. No, good side. Lots of games to play for them. Adidas Athletic talking to the uh, guys yesterday. Plenty of games for them to play. They'll be playing midweeks and Sundays um, for the rest of the season, maybe two midweeks and Sundays. So, yeah, the boys have got a lot of football to play. That's what you get when you're successful, I guess. Uh, and in the afternoon one, in the West for Shield, uh, Footscray uh, Lions vets return to VCD. Uh, this with the this Mark will Strong. be their, this is for their treble, isn't it? This is for the treble. They won uh, Mark Strong. Uh, yeah, and they've got to look, they're on court. They're top of the league already. Um, they can't be caught there. So um, this is for the treble. So it's yeah. been a great season for them as well. Very good. I hope they stick around in West for next season. Uh, maybe get bumped up a couple of divisions. Yeah, Prem football for them. They've got players. <laughs> uh, well, they were playing. Some of those players were playing in the Prem not so long ago. They take on Dance and Albion. Um, that'll be a good game. Uh, looking forward to seeing the results of these ones. Gibbs, again, I wish you all the best with your game this weekend. I know 
this is the one that you that you wanted more so than perhaps the others. Yeah, I mean, this is the biggest trophy out of the two, or even the three that we was in with the Shield, our League Cup, and this one. So, this is the biggest one. We've obviously beat Granite and Rising Talents in previous rounds. So, it's it has been a, effectively a free hit for us that we've done well in, but we will not take anything for granted, mate. And hopefully, like we will uh, be going for the win on Sunday. All the best, mate, and I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, mate. Bye, bye. So back with Graham uh, and in spirit, Dan and Hugo, while we do the predictions for Sunday, the 15th of May, four really good games again. Um, some of these Which teams- was tough, Andrew. Can I just say with the limited fixture list, this was a lot tougher than what I thought it was going to be. But when I sat down and sort of took five minutes to myself this afternoon, actually, it wasn't so difficult in the end. And we'll obviously, when, we, when we're going to talk it out with the permutations and the scenarios, people then will see how they took care of themselves, really. Three of these games are absolute top draw. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful to the fourth game, uh, but three of these games are absolute box office. Absolute I think one of them, did I, I put a popcorn next to one of them, I think. Yeah, but I think there's three popcorns. You think they're all here. popcorns? Three popcorns and one and one not so popcorn. Oh, I, I think that's just sensationalism, personally. <laughs> right. Getting talking about, you're getting carried away now. Talking about sensational. Let's talk about this next one. This is in the Prem. We are back in the Prem because it is... It's hotting up. Ballam against Clapham Rovers. Ballam are fourth. That secretary again. Ballam are fourth. Stop it, Graham. <laughs> everyone knows it's you you by now uh, any complaints to anybody that is fed yeah, up with Graham, these references at com. brilliant carry on uh, in the Prem Ballam against Clapham Rovers uh, Ballam fourth with 24 points from 13 one in hand over Clapham Rovers who are top uh, 28 points from 14 uh, Putney, they finished their season. They're going to be looking over their shoulder. It looks like they could finish as low as fifth if uh, if things don't go their way, Graham. What a terrible way to end their season after se- seemingly leading most of the year. Uh, they're gonna t- they could easily tumble, and, and they will, I think. Yeah, but that's what happens if you don't get the points on the board. You've yeah. got to get the points on the board, Andrew. And it, it said... It's a 16-game season and it's decided over 16 games. Every game matters. Every game counts towards something. And if you don't do it in the other games, ultimately, I think with any of these divisions, I don't think anyone really can complain. I think if you finish wherever you finish, you can't say this game or that game. No, no, no. All the games. I get really frustrated when people go, oh, they shouldn't finish there or they don't deserve it. or The league table doesn't lie over that that aggregate of games. Bellum's last three. Let's go there. a 3-1 win against Albion uh, at the time of recording. Today, this is uh, Wimbledon Town were beaten 3-0 um, the week before. And a week or a week before that, they lost 7-2 to Southwest Rangers, resurgent Southwest Rangers. Yeah, they State. hit them at a wrong time by the looks of it, because I think that was kind of the start of the Southwest Rangers revival. So yeah. uh, I, I think they probably run into them at a bad moment. And actually, anybody that's got to play Southwest Rangers in their remaining games, good luck. Swag and Clapham Rovers. 
Ballum have this, the uh, unfortunate tag of the team who lost to a, a bottom division team in the Marcus Lipton Cup, of course, with St Andrews seeing them off. Yeah, but one. so did everyone else. I, I... So did everyone else. Are you uh, are you protecting Ballum there? Yeah, I am a bit. Yeah, I am a bit. Um, I, I saw St Andrews play on um, on Thursday. Andrew, I, I've I've seen him play a little bit in the semi-finals. I've refereed one of their games. To I know the quality of the players that they've got, and uh, they're they're a well-oiled machine, and they are a bloody decent outfit. So uh, it's no all shame. about St Andrews, and it's about giving them the credit. Really, I, I I I prefer to talk about them than talk about teams who have lost to them. I think let's give credit where credit is due. Sure Just enough. my view. Just yeah. my view. Let's credit their goal scorers so far right. this season. Philip, Philip Schill has 16 in 21 games. Uh, and Mark Upton, 13 in 13. Not bad. Joe Burke has six in 18. So two dominant goal scorers for uh, Ballum. Clapham Rovers, their last three. Um, all wins. A 2-1 win against AFC Putney. Effectively, uh, well, literally stopping Putney's title run. Um, Clapham Rovers beat uh, Swag uh, 2-1 a couple of weeks ago and they beat Parklife 6-0. Before that was a 5-0 win against Albion. So the last four have four all wins. been really good yeah. wins and two of those against um, their rivals uh, at the top of the table as well. Um, they're having a good old time of it at the moment. That's it's interesting sure. because just prior to that, they dropped some points in, in, in sort of back-to-back games and you were just wondering whether that would be the end of them. But actually, they've knuckled down rattled off the four straight wins, 12 points on the board in succession. That's just catapulted them because the other team's been dropping points, has catapulted them. That bit of form and that consistency and that run at the right time, they are banging this. They are, if you were going to rank it in terms of who's favourites, they're in the box seat, aren't they, at the minute? They are. Seb Finkel, 17 and 15 for them. Great record. Timothy Louis has, or Lewis, I don't know if it's Louis or Lewis, uh, 13 in 16 for him, the goal scorer. So I just want to read out Dan's Dan's comment uh, before we, we go. And it, it's nothing. He has to... cursed me because of the fact that we're, we're recording on Sunday night. He has cursed me for that, but I did tell him the reason why and he was quite forgiving. So I'm happy with that. Uh, unfortunately for you both and all the listeners, stroke fans of mine... <laughs> Listeners stroke fans, fans of mine. Oh no, he hasn't. You got no fans. The ego is stranded. Um, I haven't got time on my usual insightful tactical analysis. Going to look at the tables and go for upsets this week, a bit like Hugo did last week. Okay. This game is hard to see who the upset is in favour for, but looking at the goal difference, I'm going for a two-one to Ballum. And you know what? Actually, that could happen quite easily. Quite easily. Happen. So I don't think he's being too off-piste or making a sensational prediction there. I think that's a perfectly reasoned um, prediction, I have to say. Same. Uh, Hugo with a Desmond in tribute to the yeah. man himself. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to back Clapham to win 2-1. Okay, so we've got a mixed bag. Look at that. <sighs> I mean, that's how close this is. See, next one. Let's get straight on to these games. Good this game, is a real though. good game. Real good, good game. game. Good luck to both teams. Uh, in League One, the Bob Dixon League One, this one sees Wimbledon Commoners um, welcome Junction Elite first oh, with the first defeat of game. the season this week in the league. Huge game. Wimbledon Commoners a third, 32 points from 16. Bang on the two-point average that I like to see for promoted teams. Junction Elite, 14 games played, 33 points 
That seems that seemed a lot that seems a lot closer than it has been um over the course of the season. Are they gonna wobble? Are they gonna get it over the line junction wow. elite today with a with a big loss, a four two loss to Brixton Town? Their fixtures that they've got left though, they're a bloody nightmare, their fixtures. They're a nightmare. Wimbledon Commoners last three games, three nil loss, a three nil win to Kudo against Kudos last week, um, a three two loss in a Marcus Lipton um, Wimbledon Derby against the Wolves, three two loss for the Commoners, and a three one win before that in the Ken Bailey Cup against Atletico Buble. Um, there were two one wins against London Ravens in the Marcus Lipton and a two three two win against South City before that. And don't forget the the rare. It's unicorn, unicorn poo stuff here that is as rare as a, a defeat to Sporting Continental that Wimbledon Commoners earned this year. Um, and we need to mention that. Their goal scorers this season, uh, their goal scorers are Aldo Williams, 24 in 19. What a season What that a is. record, yeah. Chad Moody is anything but upset with 12 in 24. Well done, Chad. That's an unreal season. Uh, Junction Elite. Their last three. A loss today. We don't, we've never said that about a league game and Junction League. 4 2 as well. Pretty comprehensive for Brixton Town. That's a good win for them. Uh, last week it was a draw against London Ravens. And the week before that, it was a 90th minute winner smashing a grab against Chiswick. Winner against Chiswick. And before that, a 2 0 against Putney Paces, who have been relegated, relegated today. Yep. Yep. So how many drop not... points is that? Two, four, seven drop points there. Yeah. So Something's by not rights, right. really, you'd think there was four, should be 40 points on the board for anybody looking outside and think easy for Junction Elite. They, they should be champions by now, but uh, far from it. Um, far I think we it. have felt, though, I think you and I have, 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 have called this, haven't we? Let's look at our discussions over the last, say, four to six weeks. I think Aaron mentioned it himself. You know, they don't turn up. They don't train. They, it, it kind of all got a little bit casual, I think is probably yeah. the word. And... Is this now the time where actually push is coming to shove and this is going to come back and this is going to bite them? Yeah. Are we really in that territory? It, it, it feels, feels like it. Feels like we like are. It. I wasn't too worried for them until that result um, today against uh, Brixton, I have to say. Well, I, I think I said last week on the podcast, I think they, they could have afford, I think they could afford a defeat. I think that's it now. I don't think there's any more margin for error. And when I look at who they've still got to play left... Um, you know, commoners, London Ravens, you know, it, it, Vale County, it, it, they've got all the teams in and around them. So there's no guarantee or gimmies that they're going to get points here. No, uh, their top goal scorer, Jack uh, Godfrey Watkins, Toko, 15 in 20. Has Peter, he added to that, Andrew? I'm not, it doesn't, doesn't seem to, to have gone up, up, does it? it? No. Uh, and Peter Molasso, 13 in 15. Uh, Charles Hampshire, uh, 8 in 11. Perhaps some players have, have played a few games for him and, and not, no longer turning up, or maybe he's just not scoring. They're not scoring goals like they used to, that's for sure. The predictions then. Let's Interesting. go. Interesting. Because uh, I think I think this is I think both teams have got a win, both for different reasons. Junction Elite, obviously, for their championship credentials, and Wimbledon Commoners to try and get ahead of London Ravens, because they're on they're locked on the same points at 32 with two games to go. Mm. There's no room forever for commoners. They have to win this game. No room for error whatsoever. Uh, Hugo is aiming to be right with a Desmond again, a two-all. Big Let, statement again, though. There's no silly. That's not silly at all. Commoners uh, pr uh, predicted to win one-nil by Dan. 
that's no goal massive... for no goal for Junction Elite is no. That's well, weird, that's as it? rare as rocking horse muck. <laughs> I don't know which one to. Uh, I don't know which team to to go for here. I'm I'm expecting a reaction, but like you say, is as a team that just wants to turn up and play with their mates and and do all that stuff. Gonna ha- how gonna... hungry are they? How yeah. I thought they'd go out of all the cups. This is the first time we've never had a Junction Elite team in a cup final. I thought they'd go out of all the cups. I thought they'd knuckle down and I thought they would, no disrespect to the other teams, I just thought they'd go out and hammer three points, three points, three points, three points. That's what I thought was going to happen. Well, do you know what? What do I know? I'm just a football administrator. <laughs> I'm going to, do you know what? I think it's going to be a draw as well. I, I'm going to go... Um... No, I'm not. I'm going to back Junction Elite to win three. I two. thought you might. I thought you might. I'm I going think to you've go. Got to. Yeah, I've got to. I need some points. I need some points. Come on, Aaron and the lads, help help well, me. Yeah, out Junction here. Elite need the points more than you. I would yeah. suggest. Yeah, they do. <laughs> this doesn't. This doesn't matter. But your your points matter to you, Junction Elite. Go and do the job. Uh, the next one is in League Five. Uh, we've spoke about this. Briefly earlier, there's yeah, been cup we've finals. Yeah, nice we've given this a nice big build-up earlier on, haven't we? Yeah, so we know these scenarios. Junction Elite win the league with a draw. No. Junction Elite are not playing. No, but if Junction Elite, they'll win this division if oh, there's right, a draw okay. in the I game. I cut you off before letting you Newlands, finish. Newlands against Painters Community is second against third in League 5. The scenario is, if it's a draw, Painters are promoted and Junction Elite win the title. Yep. If it's a painter's win, they win the league and Junction Elite comes second. Correct. New- <laughs> are you if, keeping up? If Newlands win, uh, they get promoted and painters miss out on promotion. And Junction Elite win the league. Yeah. Junction Elite win the league. What so a scenario. <laughs> the percentages are in Junction Elite's favour, it has to be said, to two of those scenarios. Well, they're up, aren't they? Well, they're up. So uh, I, I think it, it's out of their hands. They've done, they've played their games. They if they win the though. title from now, I think it's a bonus because it's out of their hands. True. I think if you if you win the title, I think in this scenario, I think you're very fortunate. I agree. So looking at the teams, Newland's the home team and the Silk podcast, Graham Rod Bushield holders, uh, buoyed by that. Uh, they're third with 31 from 15 points, a plus 20 goal difference, 60 goals scored in their 13 in their 15 games. Looks like a good year for them. And the Painters Community Boys, 33 points from 15, 65 goals scored, 27 conceded for plus 38 goal difference, the best goal difference in the league yep. by 10. Uh, painters community they were texting me today while I was at that cup final have you got the result in have you got the result in and I I, I had to call Ballon Badgers at the end to try and get the um, to try and get the result because we couldn't get hold of it and yeah I, I don't think new, I don't think painters were best impressed that yeah they've got to go into yet another game against Newlands where they've got to win it but I think there's a bit of revenge here for uh, for painters I think there's a bit of revenge on but then Newlands are going to say that they want some revenge so again I, I just love this scenario, and I, I think I, I don't know whether I've mentioned it at all. I think these fixture secretaries, Andrew, at the end of the season, I think they really do earn their class. <laughs> it was Fulham last week, and it's and it's fixture secretaries this week. Well, yeah, there's a thing. you know, you know, you've got to have, you've got to get it in there while you can. You're going to miss me for all these weeks over the summer. What can I say? I've got to get it in there now. Uh, Newlands last three <laughs> have all been wins, and they've been they've scored lots of goals. Fourteen goals in their last three. Uh, the last one out was a four-one win today uh, against Bell and Badgers. Uh, 
in the cup the in the week they won five one against AFC Bluebirds. Uh, the week before that they beat uh, Junction Elite seconds five four uh, and in the league before that. So their last three league games, actually they lost against AFC Bluebirds. So not uh, in a way, you know, I'm glad that that Bluebirds league result happened because a, it it set us up completely wrong for the cup final um, about what we thought might, way it might go. And actually Newlands would then obviously have another four points. And I don't think it would be as interesting as it would be coming this coming Sunday. So in some ways, I think it set it up quite nicely. Uh, two main goal scorers for Newlands. Crazy numbers. 26 and 17 for Shaden McDonald. Uh, Kamani Thomas, 11 in four. Crazy uh, numbers. I have a feeling Kamani might be the man that puts the stats in full time and just fancied giving himself some that amount of goals. I'm going to check that. <laughs> That's what I think anyway. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me though. I mean, every, everything's happened in this league this year. Let's be honest. It's just a bonkers league. I can't it, explain it. So how can you? Exactly. Uh, Painters community last three. Bellum beat them 2-1 in the Marcus Lipton. Uh, that was on the 3rd of April, so not a lot of football played yeah. for the Painters boys. They've they been sitting, Be- waiting, yeah. Mm. They beat Bell and Badgers 4-1 on the 20th of March, so they even had a couple, a week or so break, uh, two weeks between that game. Uh, and the one before that was a 2-0 win against Bell and Badgers. So they've only really played Bell and Badgers and Bell and- I know he was trying to get a friendly, and I don't know whether he's managed to get one in just to dust off the cobwebs and just improve the sharpness a little bit, but I don't know whether that happened or not. But I know that he was looking... Um, I think from his perspective, he did manage to get one in and I think he would have done very well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, not a lot of football play for the boys, but still William Mowbray. Um, Look at that. Assists 20, well, 24 in 19, 10 assists. So 20, 34 um, goal involvements in 19 games is terrific. Scott, That's um, Harry Wilson and Alexander Mitrovic form. That is, that's madness. <laughs> Don't start all that again. I'll let you get away with that last <laughs> week. But that, that's not happening now. <laughs> Scott Gourlay, nine in 12. Uh, Connor Winks, eight in 19. Uh, this is a real tough one to call oh, as well. It's, it's a it's, good game though. It's a, it is popcorn. It, it's a wow factor match. It's, it's just everything that, if you could set out a scenario before a ball's kicked at the beginning of the season, this is the yep. scenario you want. And do you know what? From my perspective, I don't predict. All I can just say is let the best team win. Let the best team win the league. Whatever will happen will happen. And good luck. And just do your best. That's all I can say. And I'm going to say it. This game, these, this game is actually the last game in League 5. So that this would complete all the fixtures for League 5. Yeah, say that again, <laughs> say that again. Right, so the, the predictions, I'm not helped by having a sneaky peek at Dan and Hugo's predictions this That's week. That's not helped you, because technically it should help you for the fact that they predict first before you. But what, what are you saying to me? Dan has gone 2-0 Newlands, and Hugo has gone 3-2 Painters. <laughs> <laughs> and Ooh. I don't think it's going to be a draw. Well, I, I don't see... Painters not scoring. I don't see, but they, but see, Newlands have only scored three less. So, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be goals in it. I'm just looking Newlands slightly more leaky defence. Painters are pretty solid at the back, I have to say. Best so defence in the league. I'm going to go 4-2 to Painters. Oh. 4-2. Yeah, do, you think right. the, do you think the lack of 
matches and the sharpness and the, for the fact that Newlands are going to come on the back of end, back end of a brilliant cup win and obviously backed it up in the league today and kind of created the scenario. Do you feel the momentum is not with them though? It could be, but at the same time, it's, it's a lot of football and it's a lot of heavy legs. On is it a lot pitches. of football? And are your legs heavy when you're winning, Andrew? I'm not sure it is, is it? Uh, I don't know. Or maybe I'm showing my naivety to go for 4-2 for, for uh, painters, but I'm sticking with it. I think it's a it. big statement. I think it's a very, very, very big statement. It's a statement of intent for me, I think, to, 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 to win the predictions. Whee! That's what I want. That's what I want. I want to win. So I'm going with that. Uh, I'm sticking with it. Right, the last one, League Nine, uh, has been labelled the craziest uh, league in the Southern Sunday. But it's your favourite league, your favourite. It is my favourite, but it's very much settled down now. Yes, very much so. Um, and it it brings together two teams at opposite ends of the table. Yeah. So it's nice to see this, uh, Graham. You've done not only a good fixture secretary, <laughs> not only run run your league with an iron fist, but you also predict a good game on the, choose a good game on the Silk podcast. Where's this well. come from? My raw, an iron, this <laughs> iron fist. I just wanted to say it. Where did you, you must've heard that from somewhere. Oh, I've, nowhere. Please don't be offended. You're, I just sitting, made there, it up. you're, you're sitting there winding me up now. I've just made it up. Uh, in league fist. nine. I wish I did have. <laughs> uh, Vauxhall Virgins against Lark Hall City. Vauxhall Virgins, Nearly, the nearly, nearly champions for so long. It looked like they were going to do the business, but they just let Deportivo in with their Deportivo outrageous uh, goal scoring. Uh, eight, 96 goals for the for the cows this season. It is ridiculous and probably deserves to win the title. Uh, Vauxhall Virgins, though, they're second. Uh, they can't slip out of that now. Uh, they're they're. They're promoted uh, as well. They can because of the old town. Oh, results, old town. See. Old town can get to 41, you see. And Vauxhall Virgin's last game is against old town. Oh, there's that fixture secretary up to his old town. I know. <laughs> he just keeps delivering. You know, I mean, you just call him Mr. Consistent. Mr. Consistency. Right. So Vauxhall Virgin's 36 points from 16. The job isn't done yet. Just the two losses for them. A plus 27 goal difference. Larkhall City, a different t- a different towel to their season, completely 13 points from 17, 10 losses, uh, a minus 33 goal difference. Vauxhall Virgin's last three games, a draw, a win, and a draw against Larkhall City, not too long ago either, a month that ago. Was that was strange, draw. two, three, three draws in three games, that was that was odd. Yeah, and we we did say that it's sort of fallen off a little bit for Vauxhall Virgins before that in the Marcus Lipton they lost 3-2 to Argentina um, so over the course of the last three games two uh, four games two two draws a, a, a loss and a win a very unvirgin very unvirginal it has to be said uh, for is them is that a word? no it's not it doesn't matter if it, it isn't it I, is I, now we'll, we'll contact Collins and get it put in the <laughs> in the dictionary Nathan Henre Wells has 28 in 18. Unbelievable for him. Uh, well done. Peter Owen, 10 in 19. What a cap. <laughs> There's <laughs> only one main man there, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Matthew Blake, bruh, 9 in 16. So, yeah, Nathan really is the top man uh, for Vauxhall Virgins. Uh, for Larkhall City, their last three, uh, a 9-0 battering today, it has to be said. That is a... Good old-fashioned battering yeah. by the Battersea boys. 
Uh, like called, they drew three all with Virgins last time out and a 9-1 loss uh, to Deportivo. Uh, so not really been an enjoyable time of it for like Call, especially in the last three. Uh, their top goal scorer, John Paul Ennis, has seven in nine. Uh, Ayo Lawal has six in 11. That's top total opposites from their opponents, isn't it, to the, uh, for next week? Complete opposite. Uh, so the predictions for this one. I mean, Dan has gone 2 1 to Larkle, and I don't know why. Well, he did say that he was going to go with the underdog for all the, uh, all right. the fixtures. He, he did, did say that, to be fair. Uh, Hugo, some of us are listening. Hugo, <laughs> Hugo, has back, <laughs> Hugo has backed the Virgins to win 3 1. And I well, have to say. That's the smart money, isn't it? It's the smart money. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's going for it. When they have played the top teams, I mean, I'm looking, looking through their fixtures now. Uh, a 4-2 loss to Larkhall uh, to Old Town first game of the season. A 4-2 loss to Brixestain. Uh, other top teams. They score goals generally. I would say that about them. They they, they score goals. But when they, 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 they play the they get very, beat yeah. and they play against the big teams, they get thrashed other than that 3-0, which was an exception. Yeah, the Virgins are the only team that haven't battered them. But I think they will this week. I think they will. Um, Larkle can't even can't even be relegated now, can they? Oh, they can. Rosendale. Oh yes, they can. Yeah, Rosendale. Rosendale can. I, that's why I put this one in there because it's got ramifications for the top and the bottom. I like it when it goes like that. But I, Rosendale Sports play Old Town, and I think that's a give. That's a given. For, that's a, that's. I feel like that's a safe one. You never for, know these days. I, 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 after we've had 10 aggregate goal differences now turn around and winning the league by sort of one on the last game and I, who knows? You can't, I, it, we're, we're predicting, but who knows? End of season, people are on the beach, people are on holidays, some people are not interested, pitches are really heavy, they're a bit dusty, they're hard, they play a bit different, it's hot outside who knows, take all these things into consideration. The conditions have completely changed. Pressure does things to people. Throw it all in there. I think the I think some of these games are really harder to predict at the end of the season when you throw all of that in the mix rather than towards the beginning of the season. I think this gets harder as the weeks go on. I don't know what you think. Oh, absolutely. It gets tough because that we know that Sunday league football doesn't go to plan. And we know that if we look at the tables, it's, it only gives us half a clue. I, I'm going to go four one to the Virgins for this one on Sunday. It's going to be a good game though. How do we look on the points? Where are the standings? Where are we at with the standings at the moment? Keep Andrew? your eyes, keep your eyes peeled on social media. Jamie's he's up, he's up visiting family this weekend in Scotland. Um, so when he comes back, he'll Is be he a Rangers man. His mother will. Oh, Motherwell. Okay. Well, so they they sit on the same side of the fence as uh, Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's and not go down that road. <laughs> let's not get into religion and all that stuff. Uh, but they sit on the same side. So, yeah, uh, we don't hold that against Jamie, though. Definitely not. <laughs> right. So thank you to Dan and Hugo for the predictions. We'll just have a look at the games for next week uh, on Tuesday. There's Barkimad against Sellers. That's a cup final, Ken Bailey Cup. Uh, Barkimad looking to uh, upset uh, the fav- big favourites in that one, Sellers. Um, that should be a good game. Uh, in the there's a there's an evening game. Uh, Ballum take on Westminster Wanderers uh, on Wednesday. That should be a good game. And Marcus Lipton 
Cup final on Wednesday as well. Sadly, that's the, no. that's the big one. That one at uh, Ballum, what uh, Westminster Wanderers may be poorly attended with the Marcus Lipton Cup final on the same night. Wimbledon Wolves taking on St Andrews. Two teams outside of the top three divisions in uh, the Southern Sunday. No Prem representation, no Championship representation, and no Division One representation. Two teams from one from Division Two and one from Division Ten. Uh, a fantastic League, league, league Two and League, league, two, league Ten. Tut, tut. Right. Uh, but Marcus Lipton Cup has been. Uh, an outstanding uh, grassroots cup this this year. Is it going to deliver again? Is it going to? I mean, come on! I mean, it's magnificent, isn't it? It's so special. Very, very special. Some big fixtures though. Next Sunday, uh, Swag take on Southwest Rangers. Uh, it. I, I don't know if Swag have, have got have got enough in them now to win the title. Southwest Rangers certainly are a tougher opposition now than they were a month ago. They're doing fantastically well. Um, Buble against Selhurst is league, in League Two. I'm just trying to find. That's the last game in League Two. Selhurst obviously will want to. Um, that's the fixtures, Andrew. Uh, Selhurst will want to uh, remain unbeaten, of course. And is their cup final? What happens on Tuesday? Will that affect what goes on and what team go out next Sunday? Who knows? Uh, nice to see the well. It's nice to see that the fixtures have reduced drastically. Not not thousands of games next week. That looks about ten games next week to be played. So I think it's about twelve. Yeah, we're getting there now. We're really, really getting there. And I'm I'm gonna oh, I don't know jump up and down or something at the end of the month when we've completed all these <laughs> cup finals and these divisions. I'm just I'm buzzing about how it's gone. I, I'm I'm thrilled. And the cup finals of while they're knackering and you know they're time consuming and there's lots of hard work. You know, when we get the feedback from the teams and the officials, and I've had some messages while we've been recording, people are just buzzing for it. And it's mm. just so good that, you know, football really is back in it. We're back to kind of where we were pre-pandemic and it feels so good to be back. It does. Uh, one last shout out to South City playing a double banker against Barnes Stormers. Nice to see them getting two games sorted out. Uh, in the same day. Uh, well, they needed to because there's not enough available weeks for them to play no. their fixtures. Um, they need four points in theory. They need four points. They will most likely could very easily get those, should I say. Uh, you next can week. say that. I, In my independent um, neutral capacity, I possibly couldn't comment. Uh, and Rosendale Reserves, as we said, sitting in the relegation zone of League Nine, play AFC Old Town very much in the same sort of mould as South City, chasing down these games now to try and propel themselves back uh, up the top of the table uh, with all the teams that have got most of their games played. Graham, are you refereeing next weekend or will you be, uh, will you be a, a cup? Oh, no. You no, all... no, no, no. So that is, that's actually a very, very interesting, that's actually a very, very interesting question. Um, what am I doing next week? Oh, yes. I'm, Oh, I've got, I've got, a, uh, I've got a popcorn match next week. I've got Wimbledon Commoners against Junction Elite. Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> Did, does the league ever put start putting um, assistant neutral assistant referees on these types of games later on in the season, or do you just stick with the the single ref? No, I think I think we stick with it, and I think you keep the same integrity to the the games as you did before. To be honest, I think yeah. if it was one like where literally two teams were, I mean, similar to the Harbour Hampton, we could have done on that one. But I think if you've got a scenario where literally both teams were on identical points and there was one game to go and it was that tight, I think there'd be a bit of an appetite for it. But yeah. but other than that, I think just to maintain that level of um, 
consistency, I think, throughout the season. I think, why would you change it now? And actually, I think sometimes people think that neutral assistance is always a better thing. I think sometimes it could go, it can go the other way from experience, where depending on who the referee is and who the teams are, the assistants have more influence on the game than perhaps what they should have if the referee was just there on his own. Because I think some people want to uh, insist to the referee rather than assist the referee. I think it's it's not all it's cracked up to be all the time. That's what I would just say is that's my caveat. I mean, if any referee that lets their, the ARs insist hasn't been some strong do. enough. Some get intimidated. That's the problem. If you get a young lad who's a good referee in his own right and you give him two more senior assistants with him, then it's only going to go one way. I and I think you see that in the Prem. I think you see that in the Prem with the VAR. I think the younger, more inexperienced officials, I don't think want to overrule the Michael Olivers and the Martin Atkinsons and the Mike Deans. I think they bottle it, if I'm really honest. A great way to end it. Graham, thank you very much again for your time. Sadly, the weeks are running out now, but we will have oh, a break. Oh, we're going to cry. We're going to cry. What are we <laughs> going to do when we're not here? I'm just trying on to holiday. Think. So the last games, the last 29th. games, the 29th. So we will have a show the first Monday. Oh, no, we won't because I'm away. We'll sort something out. Will we be seeing you this week, Andrew? Are you coming over at all? Are you able to make it? I'm going to try. I'm not going to make any promises, but I'm going to try. I think it'd be great to see you and I can give you a bit of a shout out and I can get all your fans to come and and hug you. And the number of people that stopped (laughs) me this week, they went, well, we didn't recognise your voice. Are you the guy that does the podcast? They thought I was you, to be fair. I said, no, I've got hair and I'm good looking. (laughs) Well, you that's true. That's true. Graham, on that note, I'm going to say see you later. <laughs> thank you very much, mate. Um, All the best, Brilliant mate. podcast tonight. Really enjoyed it. And thank you for your company. It's been a great end to the weekend. No problem, mate. Have a good one. Cheers, buddy. So now back with Roger after his interview. Roger, it was yep. nice to it was nice to talk about you for a change. We, we focus a lot on, on your uh, quarter municipal sections on the teams and it was nice yep. to, to have a chat with you about uh Sahar 11 and, and all that stuff so yep. uh back to the nitty-gritty it's been a while since you've you've actually been on we've, we've had nothing football to talk about in the quarter I know, I know. We're, we're all dried out of football over in Croydon not this week that, though no it's not this week crack, two cracking big, games absolutely cracking games two big cup games this week the senior cup and the yep. intermediate cup um let's talk about the senior cup first Quirden yep. uh, JFC against Addiscombe Casuals. This is the half two kickoff over at AFC Quirden on Sunday. Yep. Uh, congratulations to all the match officials on this game. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but well done, boys, for um, getting getting a final appointment. I'll be on the yep. the morning kickoff, the intermediate cup. Very lucky to have been appointed onto uh, the middle of that one. So thank you to the appointing committee, Gordon. And every, anyone else who um, who suggested that I was up to that game, but let's talk about the senior one first. Roger, this one is an all prem tired. The senior cup is made up of teams from the prem division and division one. Yep. Uh, Sahar Eleven flew the flag for uh, the division one teams by making the um, semi final in this yep. particular cup. What was the? Uh, let's have a look at the semi finals. It was PSG, Quirden, JFC, JFC seeing off. PSG 4-1 in that one. I was at that game. 
Yeah. Um, and PSG just weren't at it on the game. And on the day, Addiscombe Casuals squeezing past Saha 11 in the in the um, semi-final. 1-0, yeah. but um, that didn't tell the full story on the day, you feel? No, definitely not. Um, but like I said, I mean, I've said, I've said, said a couple of times now, um, you know, Casuals took their chance well, took their goal well. Um, and that's what football's about. If you, if you don't take your chances, then you're not going to So, you know... Um, They've been in fine form the second half of the season, especially, um, and, I, and I expect them to, to have a good crack at crack at the final on Sunday. Absolutely. So, Quinn and FC's route to the final. Let's try and find them. They seem to have they had a bye into the second round straight away uh, to the quarter final even. So they've only played two games. A three-two win against Cobbs for Quid and JFC in the quarterfinals. Far too mm-hmm. close for comfort for them. And then, as I said, a four-one defeat of uh, PSG. Uh, Addiscombe Casuals, their route to the final, a 5-3 win against Bosjam, um, a 7-2 win against Spartans and a 1-0 win against um, Saha 11. So the Casuals have scored uh, 13 goals on the way to the final. Quirt and JFC uh, have scored seven. Both mm-hmm. teams have scored a fair amount of goals, Rog. Um, we haven't said about predicting these ones. Um, no. mainly because I'm referee in one of the games. I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's appropriate uh, no. in, a, in any way. But, um, I mean, Addiscombe Casuals and Ch- uh, Quid and JFC, this is going to be a close one, isn't it? It, it, will, be, it will be, yeah. Um, um, and, we, and we know on their day that JF, Quid and JFC are, are capable of beating anyone. Um, we've seen that in, in the cup runs they've had this season and, and in results from last season. So, Yes, they, they're going to need to be. They're going to need to be. They're going to need to be at their best. I, th- I think because um, Addiscombe Casuals have been in, in in fine form since the turn of the year, um, and and I think I think that makes them just favourites, slight favourites. Um, although I think the last time Addiscombe Casuals were in a cup final, they played the Addiscombe derby against Corinthians, turned up in a coach the whole team and ended up yeah. losing the. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll want to. Um, I'm sure they want to to to, to make this one a, mo- a more enjoyable occasion. I'm sure, it will be. Uh, we stop short of the predictions, as I say. Yeah. The next one, the Intermediate Cup. Um, this is Albo United, champions of Division Two, taking on Dynamo Duppers, uh, runners up in Division Two, but more tight uh, than than. Well, it couldn't have been any tighter. One, uh, two points. Albo win the. Um, win the league by one win, uh, one win to yep. Al- Dynamo Duppers draw wins them the title. Albo's goal difference superior um, yep. over the course of the season. Um, it's going to be a fantastic game. Probably Dynamo Duppers uh, will fancy this one uh, yep. because uh, of the they feel like they love something. They want something out of this fantastic season for them. As we've said on the podcast, they slipped under the radar. We were concentrating on the Albo South Sea Wanderers fight. All yep. season, and we've done uh, Dynamo Duppers a real injustice um, by doing that. And they've they've not snuck up there; they've been up there the whole season. We were just yep. assuming that when people caught up with their games in hand, that they would catch up with Duppers, and they've done a brilliant job. Um, Elbow United's route to the final: a four 0 win over Division Three Fulton Heath, um, a ten three win over Quid and United from Division Three, um, a two one win against. Uh, South Sea Wanderers in the quarterfinal and in the semi-final they saw off uh, third division opposition Santola um, it seeming, seems like the uh, the 
South Sea Wanderers and Santola games were obviously their toughest games. They've had it all their own way through the rest yep. of the tournament. Dynamo Dapper's route to the final. Uh, they didn't play in the preliminary round. They went straight to round one. They beat Union 3-2 on a, on a, in a close game in February. Um, yep. Cups didn't start till late. Uh, Duppers beat uh, Division 3 champions handily 5-2 to Dynamo Duppers in the quarterfinals. In the semifinal, they beat Gold Coach in 2-0. This yeah. is going to be a really good game. As I say, this is the game that I'm going to be uh, refereeing on, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to, as I say, a real accolade for me to, to get this in my uh, maiden season with Croydon. So I thank the league um, very, very much. I look forward to working uh, with the with the three other referees on the day, hopefully doing a good job for the teams. But I mean, these two teams, Rog, we know their fireworks. We know how, what yeah. good sides there are. Um, this yep. is going to be a good game, as I think you've alluded to. Both teams have been a, a pleasure to be, a pleasure to work with as part <coughs> of the league this year. Um, yep. They both deserve it. This is going to be a real good final on Sunday morning. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm hoping I can get down to, to to both these games, but this one in particular. I've, I mean, I've not seen Abo play um, in the season, um, but you know, looking at the results they've had and the man on their victories, um, I'm expecting to see a really, really good outfit. Um, I've come up against Dynamo Duppers in League Cup game, and they took us, they took us all the way. You know, they've got, they, they, they've got. Don't really, from my memory, I don't think they had any standout players. They just, they just work well as a team. They, they all work for each other. Um, full of, full of energy, full of hard work, uh, um, and they make life for the opposition very, very tough. Um, so I expect this game to be a real, a real, real good game. Um, I'm, I'm glad we're not predicting because I, I don't think I could I could pick an outright winner in this one if I'm honest. No, I mean I'll let you do the predicting. Well, if you had to, if you was a betting man and you went into yeah. the bookies today, what's your what's your double on for the uh, for the games this Sunday? I would have to go. Um, uh, I would have to go with the form but I would have to go with casuals and elbow if, if I if I had to put, if I had to if I had to pick one of one from each game I'd have to go with casuals and elbow to the wins um that being said <clears throat> I, I don't think it's as clear cut and as, as close as that I, I mean I, I think it's it's you know final anyone can win it but I think there's nothing between both sets of teams but in both both finals um so yeah I'm expecting two really really good games of football that's Gonna be one on a moment of magic or 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 or, or, or an error, but um, yeah, two cracking semi-finals lined up. Absolutely. Do you, any idea what the pitch is like down there at the moment? Have you heard any I've, any reports? I've I've not. No, I mean I I played when I played there on a final a few years ago. The it it, it was obviously end of the season, so it's, it's a bit worn and it was a bit patchy in places. But no, I'm I'm not too sure. I might have a might try and have a wander down and. See if I can see the state of play this week. To be fair, um, but no, yeah. Either way, it's going to be a, it should be a, a good day out for, for for all four teams and 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 a day of celebrating the Croydon League. Yeah, absolutely. All the leagues that we cover uh, are having or have had their um, cup final days, uh, and now it's the Croydon Municipal t- uh, turn. I've never been to a Croydon Municipal final before as a spectator or as a as a referee. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really meet, looking forward to meeting some of the people on the committee that I've spoken to quite a few yep. times, had as guests on the podcast, but or but never met in person. So uh, it should be a really good day. Get down to AFC Croydon on Sunday if you can. 
uh, and watch both of these brilliant games. Uh, Rog, another, yep. it's a fleeting visit um, yep. this week again, but it's nice to speak to you. Yeah, um, we'll speak to you. We'll speak to you next week to talk about the results of these two uh, games and the next two cup fixtures for the twenty second of yes. May, which will be Bosjam against Addiscombe Casuals and Sandersted JFC against PSG. Yeah, another another two finals to look forward to. Another two, mate. All the best, Rod, yep. and I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, Andrew. Thanks very much. So that is it, the end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Gibbs, Roger and Graham for your input tonight. Thank you to Roger for doubling up uh, and giving us the lowdown on Saha 11 for the season. Also, thank you for going through uh, the Croydon Municipal Cup finals. Two of the four get played this weekend uh, and plenty of games still being played. The Southern Sunday Cup finals. Um, Westford Cup finals still going ahead. Get down and support all of the uh, leagues and teams. Uh, if you're at a loose end, go and support your local uh, leagues. It will help more than you know. Um, the sponsors, thank you to the Down to Play app, Magpie Recruitment, Borden Sports Youth, Sports King TV, Skipper Sportswear, Grassroots Football, GRF, and at NJPGD. Not forgetting last but not least, uh, a company who sponsor our Teams of the Season awards at the end of the season, uh, Awards FC, with their fantastic uh, modern-looking awards. I really like them. Uh, our charity sponsors will are uh, at NJPGD, our front-of-shirt sponsor, uh, Black Eagle Athletes and Arithmetic Accountants are our sleeve sponsors, and our back-of-shirt sponsor is Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign. Uh, thank you. Our, also, our sponsors uh, for the charity match day supplies are Player Packs, uh, a fantastic company. Um, sadly, probably coming to the end of their uh, busy period during the season, they probably restock and re, re, uh, research products for coming next for the next season. Uh, but Elliot and all the lads, thank you very much for everything you've done um, for the charity team. But also, thank you as a customer. Um, I use. Uh, player packs every month for my own match day suppliers uh, and yeah I, I feel better for using their great stuff thank you boys uh, next week will be episode 37 uh, Greenwich Mariners set to be the guest to try and tie Jamie down to an interview uh, in time to release next Monday plenty of football to talk about plenty of things going on in grassroots football uh, we love all of it the good the bad and the ugly uh, it's a great place to be at the moment all the best guys and I will speak to you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.